Well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to the channel. Um, damn, this is probably going to be one of the craziest podcasts in terms of subject and things that we have to get to. Uh, we don't even got a name for this just because I had originally planned for this to be a WrestleMania night to post show. But then there was pretty much uh, breaking news today that WWE is to be acquired by Endeavor. The first report came out yesterday, but the official press release and everything and more information came out today so of course i had to make sure to include that in today's show but this is also a special show because i am joined by none other than the grapsity trio uh we got will washington host of atw dad all the things you guys know him uh we also got phil Lindsay, righteous reg in the house man we are here guys um will we'll start off with you man how are you feeling uh Look, I have been talking about WrestleMania nonstop for the last two days, uh, and I've got a whole lot more in me, baby, so let's go. Let's go, let's go. Phil, you and I, we were both there at WrestleMania last night. We were talking about this. We had a little conversation. Uh, I can't wait to get some of your thoughts, uh, but Phil, given that you were at the show yesterday, how are you feeling? And, and obviously night one, too. Uh, it was a good show. Um, there were some booking decisions that I thought were pretty strange. Um, not even just the, the, the last um, thing we saw on screen, just some odd booking decisions. But for the most part, it was a fun show. All right. And Righteous Reg, we were partying mm. it up at Wale Mania. Uh, yeah. Reg, man, how did you feel like everything went down uh, in terms of your experience here in L.A. for WrestleMania and all of that? Had a great time out there. First of all, thanks for having uh, us out here, uh, Denise. Very cool. Shout out to my homies, the Grapsity Boys, Will Washington, Philip Lindsay. Um, great time with those guys. Uh, Phil and I spent a lot of time together, had a lot of laughs. When the story that WWE was going to merge with UFC and Endeavors, we were just like, to, if you would hear the jokes we were getting off during this, did you wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors? Of course, yeah. first off, rip. <laughs> oh yeah, my God, I, well, we're we're gonna get into all of that in just a second. I know Phil's ready to go. Phil's ready to go. But just a heads up, guys, if you do want to, um, you know, if you have any questions, you want to get your opinions, your statements, whatever it is, please help support this podcast. Uh, send in your super chats, uh, and we will make sure to pull those out and read them th throughout the show. We actually got our first super chat of the day. Um, this is from Nicholas Jacobs, who says, "Peace and blessings, Denise. Great WrestleMania, but I will say this: following the main event in these next four months, don't." Let let become um, Cody become stale. We will talk a whole lot regarding um, the uh, the finish to WrestleMania because that had everybody completely shocked. But I do want to start off the show with WWE being acquired by Endeavor mm. and uh, the merger of UFC and WWE because that is massive news that I don't think anybody, um, at least none of us here, <laughs> unless anybody predicted this to happen, I don't necessarily think we did. Now, before we get into our opinions, I want to make sure we run through some of the facts and what we know so that we're kind of clear on what's going on. So um, just to... Uh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so WWE announced a basically a transaction <laughs> statement today, this morning with Endeavors, um, that the owners, 
you know, they own the UFC Endeavor, they're going to be buying WWE. Um, and this is straight from F4W. So I'm just going to read from the page here. It says, uh, quote, there are several regulatory hurdles to clear before the deal can be done. But the plan as first reported is to combine WWE and UFC into a publicly traded spinoff company. Endeavor will remain in place owning 51% while the other 49% will be owned by WWE shareholders. Uh, they currently do not have a name for this uh, new company that is uh, still unknown. Um, on top of this, there is this new um there's a there's a change in the hierarchy structure. So the hierarchy structure that we're going to be seeing is at the very top. We got Ari uh, Emanuel. Um, he's at the very top of this, and then afterwards, so he's the chief executor executive of both Endeavor and this new venture. Then they have Patrick Whitesell, who will remain as Endeavor's executive chairman, while Mark Shapiro remains as president of Endeavor of the new company. And then here's the big one. Vince McMahon will be the executive chairman of the new company with Nick Khan as president of WWE and Dana White remaining as president of the UFC. Um, this is freaking nuts. Okay, guys. No, hold up. I, I, I want to I make sure I get my credit here because I said by WrestleMania, Vince McMahon would be the guy again. True. He is the guy again. And he had a headset on at WrestleMania. I just either way, I, don't, I, don't, no. I still love the belief he never left. But yeah, he's <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a lot to take in. Uh, I think it's important to recognize that it's not necessarily a purchase of WWE as much as it's a merger of the two yeah. companies, um, and that because there's no money changing hands. Because mm -hmm. uh, I know there was all the talk about the the value of WWE and whether or not um, it was worth it to any particular buyer. But there's no actual money changing hands as far as this deal is concerned. So that's important to recognize. We are seeing a an actual merger of the UFC and World Wrestling Entertainment into one sports entertainment company. What? Like, it's it, wild, Hearing man. you say that out loud is like, my brain is like, that doesn't... UFC and WWE are partners now. It's Dana White and... Vince McMahon, this is the nastiest merger quite possibly in history <laughs> of sports entertainment at this point. It's crazy out here. Well, and, and it's interesting to think about what Ari Emanuel said about how, uh, you know, he talked Vince McMahon or supposedly into not yeah. walking away from any of this, that he felt uh -huh. this couldn't be done without Vince McMahon. <sighs> Can you believe that not too long ago, just a couple of months ago, really, we're sitting here talking about Vince McMahon, uh, you know, and the Wall Street Journal, all of the sexual allegations that came out. Then we're talking about Vince McMahon mistakes, retiring. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Mistakes. You know, like John Cena says, we all make <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> okay. But Tough start. <laughs> so Vince McMahon retires comes back we're talking about stephanie being gone we're talking about triple h and creative we're talking about all of these different changes that happened in a pretty short amount of time and now we're sitting here watching vince mcmahon have possibly the most power he's had and it's crazy to me um i'm gonna i'm gonna cue this over to phil phil i want to get your thoughts on the I, went, I was going to say rise and fall, but it was more like fall and rise <laughs> of, Vince McMahon. <laughs> of Vince McMahon. Given where we were at and the subject matter that we were covering not too long ago, what are your thoughts in regards to seeing um, Vince McMahon in this position? 
Um, it's the same reason why a week ago when we saw a certain person get indicted, I was like, I have to see it to believe it because when you're a certain person in this company and you have a certain tax bracket, the consequences are never the same for you. Right. And so um, he came up out of this. He's making, he, he made more money out of this. He got a bigger position in this. He came out of this, not just not having to retire, but he came out of this better. <laughs> and oh he's got God. a mustache now. Oh, listen, I don't know he's, trying he's trying to look younger. He's got like the dyed black hair now. He looks like a uh, telling the weather uh, villain. Like, <laughs> no, honestly, it wasn't until Denise pointed it out to me yesterday. But the eyebrows, I didn't realize he was also dyeing his eyebrows. Everything, all black, everything except uh, <laughs> certain black champions. Yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> oh, shots fired! Phil did not come to play. But here's the thing, though. Phil is right. There was zero accountability for his actions. Instead, he got rewarded and he's back in creative uh wow. reg you mentioned earlier that this was uh you used the word nasty mm -hmm. uh, reg can you tell us you know what your thoughts are in regards to uh you know, just the entire, uh, let's just start off with right now with just Vince McMahon basically yeah. having zero accountability and basically, like we mentioned, having all this power. I wish I could say I was surprised, honestly. Like uh, w from day one, it was always like, well, because they were always kind of like iffy, wishy-washy about him being gone, wishy-washy about anything that was going on. And it's Vince McMahon. This is his company. My entire life, since I was born, since I came out of Mia Morrison, March 11, 1986, Vince McMahon, this has been his company. This has been everything. In creative, I don't believe he's ever left for one second and not been in WWE. At minimum, he was at home sending text messages to his son-in-law. At maximum, he was writing the entire show all the entire time. <laughs> um, this is him and Dana White have kind of been working on this. They've been friends for a long time. So that all, part is also not really su surprising because they kind of like are cut from the same cloth and they've always have talked very positive about each other. But on top of that, this is the craziest day. Like, just like I said, my entire life, Vince McMahon has been at the helm of this company. And today he's not the sole guy at this company. Like there's a lot more going on. This is a historic day for professional wrestling, honestly, or sports entertainment or whatever bullshit you want to call it. <laughs> Will, there was a lot there to unpack. What are your thoughts on this portion right now of this story? Let's just talk about Vince and also some of the remarks that Phil and Reg had to say. So in general, this is, it, it's tough to even soak any of this in thinking about one. Yeah, I, I don't fully believe that Vince McMahon was was necessarily gone, especially with certain statements that were made today about how uh, he says, you know, he's not involved in the weeds, as he likes to say, with creative, but that he's always kind of overseen things. And I thought that was a statement that yes makes and no. total. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, yes and no, because that made <laughs> that made total sense. Because all of a sudden, it's like uh, there's a super chat in here. Can I pull this up before? Uh, because yeah, it kind of addresses exactly what I was saying, um, where it says, uh, this is from Adrian L., and it's uh, regarding creative. It seems like Vince's role will be saying, I want these people with the belts and these matches at the pay-per-views. Don't care how you get there, what happens week to week, as long as it happens. And that seems like that's what's been the case the entire time. Mm -hmm. That uh, I, I agree with that. Thank you, Adrian. Because... Uh, that everything suddenly makes sense now when you think about how a lot of things haven't really fit into the norms of what you would have seen an overall Triple H picture look like. But all of a sudden, uh, Hunter's in charge of it, but 
the week to week stuff now suddenly makes sense. That's there's that side of it. And then thinking about the UFC in general, um, UFC has been such a different beast from WWE that their mm-hmm. fan bases are entirely different. Their fan bases don't even get along. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's interesting in thinking about this combination of uh, of entertainment and how they're going to try and fit that under the same umbrella. Um, Dana White's been incredibly critical of WWE over the years. The, mm-hmm. One of the things he took shots at years ago was uh, the... WWE network model that he believed that uh, I believe what he said was WWE is cannibalizing its pay-per-view business. And Mm. I believe that's a mistake. Uh, And he's always been against the idea of a subscription model, getting you the premium live events. And so I don't know if uh, Endeavor feels the same way, but I know that that's certainly a fear. Nick Khan just a week ago said he's open to the idea of going back to a pay-per-view model. And now mm-hmm. it totally makes sense being under somebody like Endeavor. And uh, there's there's a lot more to unpack here because Endeavor certainly has business relationships that uh, WWE doesn't have. But also WWE has business relationships that Endeavor has actively rejected in the past. Endeavor gave back a check to Saudi Arabia four mm-hmm. years ago. Um, deciding they did not want to do business with Saudi Arabia. Mm. Meanwhile, that's one of WWE's biggest business partners. What does that mean for the future of that relationship? Here's the thing. Here's my prediction on that, Will, on that specific portion when we're talking about Saudi Arabia. Um, And we're going to get into the pros and cons in just a second. But I do think, first and foremost, one of the pros about this is that the Saudis did not buy WWE because that was a huge topic. And that would have been God. Can you imagine if we were sitting here talking about that right now? But on top of that, I think, and this is my prediction in regards to what you just said, because that is true. uh, They did give the money back to to, to the Saudis. Uh, They did not want to make a deal with them given, you know, the stuff that they have done. But on top of that, my prediction here is that they're going to use WWE and their already established relationship with Saudi Arabia to test the waters mm. of whether or not they continue with the UFC side of things to pursue, uh, you know, uh, some sort of deal with mm-hmm. the Saudis on the UFC side of things. I think they're going to use WWE to yeah. test the waters when it comes to the Saudi uh relations with this with the saudis yeah i can see that that absolutely makes sense and uh because that's some people are taking it as one way of like oh could this end that relationship no i think it's going to begin the relationship and i think you're right they could absolutely make the public statement of well we've seen through these wwe events that the saudi arabian uh, regime has made some Mm -hmm. significant changes and therefore we'd be willing to test the waters and do some ufc events here you're absolutely right they're letting someone else get their hands dirty kind of and they're just kind of being like because if everything goes crazy they could be like see we said we didn't want to do this now what's going on but it's going to end up being exactly what denise says they're going to test the waters and be like they're making bank over here it's going crazy like (laughs) like, i don't remember if it was uh eight or ten percent it might have been ten percent but on one of those uh one of those uh, you know, uh, calls that they were doing, they talked about how much, you know, money they get from the Saudis in terms of like the overall income, like, you know, they're 100% of earnings. It's like 10% comes from Saudis. And you're thinking about this and it's a huge amount of revenue that comes from this one specific source. And even, and I might've been Brandon Thurston, will correct me if I'm wrong here on this one, but um, somebody put out a chart just um, showing how much every WrestleMania has made in comparison. 
comparison to the shows, exactly, to the shows that were done in Saudi and the amounts of revenue in the difference was astonishing. Like it, <laughs> it was crazy. And so let's get into that. And then I'll go ahead and pull up. Um, I know we're getting tons of super chats. We'll get to those in a second. But um, let's talk about the pros and cons here because mm -hmm. I do think there are a, a couple of pros, but there are also so many But only many one cons con and it's Nick. Uh, there he is. <laughs> there are so many cons. Just to kind of go reiterate some. Vince McMahon back. As he mentioned, he's he looks, he kind of basically teased like, hey, yeah, I'm going to have my toes dipped into creative. Um, That is a con. On top of that, cuts. I don't think that mm. Endeavor is going to not want to cut people. In fact, I think that's going to be one of the first things that we actually see. I don't feel mm. that anyone is safe here, especially if you were a Triple H hire with somebody that was going to execute Triple H's vision. If mm. I were one of those people, I would kind of be very nervous right now. Uh, we're going to be sh uh, seeing like maybe changes in uh you know, changes in just overall positions. I think that's definitely something to expect. And I do think that another one of the cons, or take it as a con for maybe us, like me, that I consider myself, we consider ourselves not wanting to pay so much money for premium live events. But I yeah. do think we're probably going to get the uh, big four um, on pay-per-view instead of on the Peacock. So I think that's yeah. another of those cons. Um, but let's get into some of the pros and cons that you guys think. Um, Reg, I'm going to send this one off to you. Um, mm -hmm. Where are you seeing the pros and cons with this uh, this merger? I think uh, off top, what Will Washington said, how no money was exchanged. Nobody's like, off rip, nobody's losing anything. Like It's just going to be money moving forward. It's going to be a lot of money being made. Exactly the vision WWE has always had. I think we saw with this WrestleMania with the sponsorships and how everything was moving throughout the show. I think the vision that they've always had, it's going to be extra executed even more with this merger here. They're going to grow to bigger and higher heights. I feel just like based on a money standpoint off rip because their trajectory was already going that way. Um, <laughs> I think that's it for the pros for me. Cons are, they're going to the the heart and soul of what WWE was was already like on its way out. It's going to be all the way gone. They're going to be a fully corporate machine, just never never being what really is about professional wrestling. I know it's not a professional wrestling company, they say, but it is a professional wrestling company. I think the best parts of what WWE has always represented are going to be gone. It's just going to be a big giant wrestling corporation that dominates and eats everybody up um phil pros and cons that you're seeing here um i guess the pro here is that it might change their business model and maybe they'll be able to bring in some different fans maybe i don't know um <laughs> i think the immediate con is that i definitely feel like there will be layoffs not just on the talent side but probably on yeah, the yeah. on the you know the executive side as well because that happens with every merger like it mm -hmm. it's just it's just a fact of the matter every time there's a merger people get laid off yeah. um and that's unfortunate you never want to see people lose their job um i think the other con is that i think we're gonna we're delving more into them bringing in influencers and entertainers mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. making them big a big part of the product over wrestlers and i have grown more and more tired of that and now if that's people's cup of tea, if you're one of those guys that love like the Logan Paul and all that stuff, it's for you. But I definitely feel like that we're going to see more of that. And I feel like if WrestleMania was anything, it felt like it was a preview or a glimpse of where we're going with this company. Right. 
Will, I want to get your insight, not just on the pros and cons, but also how you think this is going to impact um, whether deals, deals for talent. Do you think that they're going to, mm. it, those days of being done with, oh, this guy's asking for X amount of millions of dollars. If not, he's going to go over to AW or something. Uh, do you think those days are still here? Uh, talk us through what you think is going to, how this is going to change, um, you know, the landscape of, of talent going from company to company. Sorry, I just got a, I'll tell you guys later, but I just got a text from a, a specific talent that's very interesting and related to all of this, but not public yet. Yes. Uh, so as far as talent, cons I mean, so as far as pros and cons, uh, I'll be a little bit more positive than my, my comrades here. And I'll <laughs> say that uh, from a pro standpoint, I think there's a lot of people that have, over time shown the ability to have uh, a lot more of a sports entertainment persona when it comes to looking at the UFC and things along those lines. And there's always been those questions of, man, wouldn't this person make a great WWE superstar or things along those lines. And I think we're going to see a lot more crossover when it comes mm. to the idea of uh, UFC talent being able to work WWE matches and WWE talent being able to jump back. We saw, you know, there was a little bit of an exchange in 2016 when Brock returned to the UFC for one fight and then uh, <laughs> popped a drug test. But uh, beyond that, we could start to see a little bit more of that kind of crossover. And I think that's uh, that could have uh, cool potential creatively. Yeah. Um, I also believe that ultimately this is going to increase the reach of professional wrestling to so many more people. Um, I'm not sure if I consider this a pro or a con, but one of the things that Endeavor has changed the culture of when it comes to UFC is a willingness to let anybody go. And I don't mean that in the sense of firing people, but I mean when somebody's unhappy, Endeavor's like, okay, bye. Uh, and we saw that with Chris Cyborg. We've seen that with multiple stars, people who uh, were marquee names in UFC that UFC mm -hmm. was very willing to go. Nobody's bigger than this company. You're out of here. I mean, I the UFC heavyweight champion, they let the UFC heavyweight champion go while yes. he was champion. So Exactly. They've shown no uh, desire to make sure to make anybody feel like they're bigger than the brand. Yep. And I think that uh, that could be a big change in the culture of WWE when you think about guys who want the releases who get held on to simply because um, WWE chooses to hold on to them. I could see that culture changing with Endeavor, knowing how much money this company holds on to and how much uh, they are willing to move on to the next person. And so that could be a good thing for the industry. That could also be a very bad thing, depending on yeah. uh, wanting to have a revolving door. I see it more a a door. Thing, honestly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, because I do think that, you know, if you're a star and you make yourself into a star and you get over and this and that, you want to have that leverage. And if yeah. you're not getting that leverage, it's kind of like, well, that sucks. And, you know, it, it, it to me, I kind of see that more as a con. I can't see the pros in that just yet. And that, to I, I, me, is crazy. I think it's a – I mean, I think one of the pros of that – is that uh, kind of in the same way where it's kind of a pro in UFC in that there is a bigger landscape out there. There's other options for uh, big MMA companies. And so, um, you know, it really isn't just UFC, and you know that um, better than anybody. And uh, same with in WWE, we do have a pretty decent landscape out there where people are able to make good money wrestling in multiple different companies. And so if yeah. it does come to a point of where I'm unhappy in WWE and I just want to go, you're not necessarily stuck 
uh, under that idea. And I think that's yes. actually kind of cool. Okay, um, that is a pro. Yeah, pro wrestling <laughs> will get better because they're giant over there. You're right. So yeah. if you're talent then, if you're talent that wanted to leave, if you're unhappy in WWE, do you think like once this all, you know, gets settled, done, you know, everything's officially done, done, uh, would you be like, okay, MG, are you looking to stay? Are you looking to be like, that's it, I want to get out? Mm -hmm. what, what do you think that thought process is like? Uh, Phil, I'll cue this one to you. Uh, yeah, that's that's tough because it's so hard to like guess where the company is going. And I guess if you're inside, you might know like some of the more creative decisions that seem like they're coming through or like, like some of the uneasiness in a company. Um, but it's just so hard to tell as an outsider, somebody that doesn't know any of the ins and outs of this thing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, Reg, you want to chime in on this and uh, any additional thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, kind of along the lines of what Will Washington was talking about, I think this is going to be safe for a wrestler like Ali. I think this is going to be easier maybe to get out of your contracts than it was previously because there's so much going on on top. It used to be just like, I got to talk to these people to try to get a release. Um, it's probably going to hit a wall, but now it's going to be like, we have so many people we're wait like spots are being filled and spots are being, you know, all kind of stuff going on. You might be able to leave quicker than it was previous. So, um, yeah. this is, it's just, there's so much going on here. <laughs> I think it, as far as talent goes being, I think for the big, the big people, Roman and Cody and the guys that are that are really cooking, it's going to be great for them. They're going to get better sponsorship deals. They're going to be in better places that, than they previously were. So I think on one hand, it's going to work out for a lot of people. But on the other hand, the people that are just kind of waiting in the water and catering and kicking it, it's not going to be the same as it was. Right, exactly. I, I I think so too, and I do agree with a lot all of your guys's points that you guys just made right now because there is, you know, this is obviously still so early to tell a lot mm -hmm. of what's going to happen, but there are, like we mentioned, a lot of pros and cons which we just ran through um, right now in regards to this. Um, let's uh, before we get into all of the super chats and all of everybody's questions and stuff like this, I do want to bring up AEW. If you're if you're if you're Tony mm -hmm. Khan right now, if you're AEW, how are you feeling in regards to this? Do you feel uh, better about your positioning in the wrestling landscape? Where where do you think you are on this? Uh, Will I'll send I'll start it off with you. <laughs> Surprise! You knew, was, you knew that question was coming to you, man. Uh, look, I have uh, I don't know. I've been having conversations all morning. <laughs> I've told Phil and Rich mm -hmm. about them. I've been having conversations all morning. Um, as far as that's concerned. And one, I guess, takeaway is uh, is that AEW can position themselves at the moment if they so choose to as uh, your best option in the industry for a sole focus on professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, that at the moment, they are the largest independent independently owned professional wrestling company and that is kind of a way to to position themselves as you want to wrestle you want to focus on wrestling that's here um now granted if you talk to a lot of wrestlers that's not all they want to do that they right. want um the opportunities to be kind of larger than life superstars they want to be able to uh to build their brand at bigger than just being a professional wrestler. They want the opportunities for movies. They want all of that. And mm -hmm. the UFC, uh, WWE merger is probably going to provide that. But I think um, positioning themselves as the professional wrestling company is probably something that's ultimately good for them. 
Yeah. All right. Let's get into these super chats, guys, because we got a bunch, and you guys might bring up some stuff that we haven't talked about Shout yet. Shout out to the not super chat, by the way, that says Vince looks like what Tubi's Gomez Adams would be. <laughs> oh, no. We got, we got, we, what's his name again? We called his full name? The dad? What, the what now? You just said his name. What's his name again? Gomez. Gomez. Gomez Adam. Yeah. yeah. We got Ooh. Gomez at home. There you go. Yeah, exactly. We got yeah. Gomez at home. <laughs> we got Gomez at home. No, Tubi Gomez is, is freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get into these super chats. Uh, uh, we'll talk about Cody in just a second, but here we go. Uh, this is from Yo Boy Breezy, who says John Jones versus Roman Reigns Bucket. Andrew A sends in a super chat saying, I traveled 368 miles to watch Cody lose. I was at both nights. Night two felt different after the first 40 minutes compared to the pacing and feeling of night one. Thank you so much, Andrew, and I hope you did enjoy your uh, your WrestleMania experience, and we will talk more about that in just a second. Uh, we have a super chat here from Jennifer Griffin, who says, so happy to see y'all together, Power Crew in effect. You know, this is the first time I think we've all done a show together. No, no because is. someone no. was we, missing all the other times. No, I remember we did the Halloween show and we were yeah, all Yeah, we did the promo wars. Yeah, but that was different, though. That wasn't like a wrestling podcast. That was a okay. game. So I don't yeah, know if yeah, I really yeah. count no, that. No, you're way. right. We haven't done a, a full yeah, wrestling I, getting into a podcast together. I know. We've all hung out. But yeah, I'd like yeah. I, like I said before, this is my click, guys. This yeah. is, uh, honestly, these are the people I love creating with the most. And mm-hmm. uh, when the idea came up of doing this show, of course I was going to do this. Right. Shout out to Jennifer, too. Monkey D, Cam sends shout out to Grapsity. Gra- oh, Grapsado. Grapsado. <laughs> Let's thanks go. For, thanks for all the content and hard work that you put in. Uh, thank you so much to Monkey D for sending in the super chat. Our Rage sends in a super chat saying from the Book of Righteous Reg, chapter one, verse one. <laughs> this is what professional wrestling is all about. Disappointment, no hope of a baseless WWE. Reg, thoughts on this super chat? <laughs> you know what? I try, I, try to, I try to help you guys. I try to help all my friends, all my people. For all the supporters of Grapsity, and you know, let you know that what's going to happen here. But nobody wanted to listen to me. They called, they took me out, they put tweets took up, me told, me I, told me I was the worst. They was in my DMs telling me, what, Why are you talking generational like that? hater? Yeah, no. Call me a generational hater. They did, they did. Like, no, you know, I, I, I couldn't <laughs> wait. I had, I mean, I, I went and found the the meme immediately that one right here that as soon as wrestlemania ended this is what pro wrestling is all about disappointment the look the look on reg's face is what makes that image by the way after the one two three in the main event that's the face i made Steph, the writer sends in a super chat saying, at this point, have Bianca and Roman's run. Uh, she's their best star. Alex Luna sends in a super chat saying, Vinnie Mac looks like reality from South Park. Mm. Mike T90K sends in a super chat saying, pros of the merger, joint streaming service, cons of the merger. Vince always wins and gets paid despite of all the crazy shit he's done. Uh, shaking, uh, shaking my head, sexual allegations, saying the N-word among all the other stuff. And stuff that we don't even know about. You think right. everything's out? No. Freaking <laughs> Oh, way, no. All man. of these things are just mistakes, Denise. You know when, like, you, you trip and fall or you, you're, like, writing with a pencil and it snaps or... Where were you, they at talking uh, about that? That was CNBC? 
Yeah, this is a quote. So this is the direct quote from Vince McMahon. So he was asked about his legacy and he was asked about the controversy and all of that. And he said, quote, I have made mistakes, obviously, personally and professionally throughout my 50 year career. I have owned up to every single one of them and then moved on. I'm not sure on the legacy legacy stuff. I'm not going to write it. Oh my God! I mean, no, it's like it's like when you drop your phone or sexually harass people who work for you. Like it's yeah. all the same thing, right? It's all mistakes. That's the craziest that, quote yeah. I've heard in a long time. He did not that, have that to obviously speak. is doing that a obviously lot. Obviously, it's crazy. I, I've obviously made mistakes here, but you know, I've owned up to them. When? 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 I'll tell you what. Owning up to them would be at least acknowledging what they are. Yes. <laughs> he didn't even do that. But then, but, you, but, but then, hey, he moved on. You know, he they moved just on. Say, he said you gotta that. Move on. You can't hone in on Owned your mistakes. And moved on. Like, what about everybody else involved? I don't care. I moved on. I don't, that's not how this works. That's <laughs> no, not no, how no. this we, works. We've moved on. Listen, I, I, we've settled that out of court. I've moved on. What do you mean? It's <laughs> so bad. Um, Adrian Ellison's in a super That's the one game. I read. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry, Adrian. I was about to read it twice. Get get your money's worth twice, but thank you. We did already read that one. Uh, Sheldon Jackson sends in a very generous super chat saying, the Vince interview question about creative and his answer confirmed to me that he was the true invisible hand of the higher power, just pulling the strings behind the scenes, saying yes and no to be politically correct. Here's the thing. I remember freaking talking about this on raw man and i rem- like here's the thing i don't think that from like point a to point b that vince was you know running everything creatively the whole time i do think mm. there was a period where triple h was out there you know doing his thing and i know this because there was a huge difference in what we were seeing from those early triple h era raws yeah. to where we were at at this point and to where we got to finally at this point there were some you know there were some changes there were some differences that i was seeing in the programming and i really do think that the moment that everybody like light bulbs officially went off was the omas omas brock lesnar thing i think that was officially the moment where people were like wait a minute and since that point on i switched to you know what i switched to hey man i really do think vince is out there having a little bit more of a say than anybody else will you and i talked about this and you said that triple h was allowed to have bad ideas and yes you were right <laughs> on that end triple h did have some bad ideas but his bad ideas were different from the vince mcmahon bad ideas and you can tell will. look I, I truly think like i i think but look, look i can, look I can agree with the idea that he was <laughs> <laughs> I can agree with the idea that he was uh, probably I I still don't think that Vince is running the show week to week. And I can see signs and I talk to people who would absolutely say that, like, hey, he's not there in in the fashion that he was there before. But I think the entire time that his creative vision, as in the overall grand scheme, like if he said, all right, this month we are getting to Roman Reigns versus um, versus Drew McIntyre and. Triple H, it's your job to get us there. I think Hunter's always been in charge of the week-to-week stuff, but that it's always been Vince's vision overall. Because we've heard stuff along the lines of um, it was said that Hunter wanted to split the titles, right? But he couldn't split the titles. Why couldn't he? If you were truly in charge of creative and it is your ideas, how come you can't just do it? Unless there was something above you that said no, that said that you can't. And I think that's always what it was, was that Hunter has had the week to week show, but the overall vision of where things are going has always been Vince. 
You know what else was another uh, red flag in terms of we should have seen this coming? Earlier on when Triple H got on board and he was doing creative, we saw all of these returns happen kind of back to back. Like there mm -hmm. really wasn't that much space. And then we just didn't get any anymore. Right. And then I think the the last one was what? Uh, Bronson, was he the last one? The yeah. last return? Yeah. yeah. But there was a big gap in between that and a big gap since. And that's another one where it's like, hmm, there was other people that I maybe could have thought he could have brought back or tried out or whatever. So that to me is now looking back, I, I'm seeing things a little bit differently now. I'm also, you know, bringing up the Austin Theory storyline. That was another one where Austin Theory was Vince's guy. And in the beginning, we had that whole segment where Roman freaking buried Austin Theory. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was this shift and there was, I mean, there was just a whole lot. So you're looking back at a lot of the programming that we were seeing and i feel like in hindsight things are starting to make a little bit more sense now in terms of i, I don't know man i don't know yeah <laughs> the, the, stop and start, the stop and start pushes was the big dead giveaway for me because they would start things like remember when they were teasing the insanity stuff and then that just completely disappeared mm -hmm. um there's all kinds of stuff that they started like that Her i mean business look at look at oscar's entire change of direction after she mm -hmm. came from royal rumble and how out of nowhere it just stopped in its track and she started doing similar stuff that she was doing before. Like I thought all of that was the dead giveaway that Vince was back. Mm -hmm. Reg, did you have any back. giveaways where you were like, hmm? Um Besides your infamous quote. <laughs> Besides everything ever. No, it's totally I, I agree. It's the same as you when Brock uh was with Oma. Omas, gotta get the guy's name like when Brock got <laughs> locked up with Omas, then I was like, all right, something's going on here. That's when I knew that the WrestleMania main event was gonna be shaky. I was like, if they're doing that, they're gonna do something very weird. And they did it. Jay Brownson sends in a super chat saying, Senor McMahon being back in power is nasty. It's pretty crazy, man. Um, Big J sends in a super chat saying, can't wait for Roman to put over the young upstart Hasbula. Oh, <laughs> All right, that's it. This is my favorite super chat of the day so far. Controversial. Uh, Manny and Della sends in a super chat saying, uh, my intelligence is insulted when I hear <laughs> let the story play out and it takes time to tell stories when the bloodline story has been going on for years and Cody <laughs> returns last year. We've had enough time for a payoff. Manny and Dallas, um, do you guys want to, uh, I know we're going to probably hop back and forth from this but uh should we hop in all over to the cody Rhodes stuff because yeah. that is another one of our big topics but before we do uh we'll get into a super chat here from tim gordon who says uh sean's wwe source conspiracy about vince still being creative has been vindicated mm. uh devil kazuya 27 says all mad but cody I'm mad about Cody. I'm here mad about Omaz Omo Sapiens says Devil uh, Kazuya. TNT. I don't think there's anything to be mad about with Omas real quick. No, um, no and I say that, that turned out to be good. It turned out to be good. And I tweeted yesterday that I truly believe that the opener of night two with Omas and Brock was better than the opener of night one with Cena in theory. Um, and a uh, controversial statement here. I think Omas looked better in loss to Brock than Theory looked in win over Cena. Mm. I don't think Theory gained anything from that win, but I think Omas looked 
great for having manhandled Brock for as much hey, as man, he you did. don't think he's gained anything from that win? Nothing from that. Are you kidding me? That was a raw win. It was well, like oh, beating, oh beating, boy, beating, uh... beating Cena at WrestleMania is a big bragging right. Regardless if, if you don't like how they did it or the match, that's a huge bragging right. Like, so no, I don't agree with that at all. Use it. I mean, Miz has been saying that for years and he still looks like uh, shit. Like, that doesn't mean But that. regardless, you, you, you can still say he main evented WrestleMania champion. with Cena. <laughs> Would you say that they gained a lot from being champions? Gender? I say so. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I don't I think actually, you know what? I agree with your statement, Will. This better be seen as last matches where I'm landed because he was on no. all time <laughs> through that, and that was awful. It's don't not. do that to your legacy, John Cena, and don't do that to your fans, dude. That it's also crazy. shouldn't be the last one because it stunk that bad. No, what is he gonna do if you're gonna? He's been doing this for a couple years now. Give it up, brother. You can be the peacemaker. <laughs> peacemaker. We're good. We like it. Fast all and furious. Right. Eleven. Caden C sends in a super, super chat saying, I hate everything. I hate this company. Threw across the country to see Cody win, but no, Paul deserves to be bald for this. What? We'll talk about that in a second. Caden, uh, uh, Leonard Aaron's the third sends in a super chat saying it is what it is because WWE is who they've always been. Conan learned what so many before him have learned the hard way. When you leave WWE, don't go back. His story is done. There's no spitting this. It's Lex in 1993. <laughs> so let's get into this and we'll kick it off with Leonard Aaron's the third. So I said on, um, God, I don't even know what post show anymore, but on a show somewhere, I said, if Roman Reigns defeats Cody Rhodes. I'm going to riot. Meet me in between SoFi and the forum so that mm -hmm. I can riot. Mm -hmm. And now I look a fool because I did not riot because riot. I did not think that this was going to happen. I was to be fair, you were carrying a chair, and that would have been hard to to I riot with. rioted with a no, chair. No, that though. wouldn't have. That's ex that's for the riot. Hit someone with the chair. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> exactly. So, I was trying to give you an out, Denise. <laughs> no, there is no out. This is proving my point as to how. How positive, how sure I was that Cody Rhodes was going to defeat Roman freaking Reigns, okay? I sat there in that crowd, fifth row, man. I saw, and it was crazy because I was in the fifth aisles. Row. So right. I can see when basically it, there were some things that were spoiled for me in advance because I was seeing everybody, you know, basically queuing up for their spots and stuff like this. And the security was like, oh, make way because something's going to happen right now. So I pretty much knew when people were going to run in and do things and, you know, all of the shenanigans that played out. But man, when when freaking Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens go out there and they freaking go at it with freaking the Usos and you're thinking like, God, oh my God, they got Cody Rhodes is back and this is all tying in very beautifully. We were at such a high point. Like we were at a high point, freaking peak of the mountaintop. And then they freaking killed all of that. Sucked the room out. Sucked Respect. the room out like a goddamn Respect. sleeping bag. And I'm standing there seeing this pin, the one, two, three, and I'm thinking there's no way. No. In my mind, I'm like, no, the three's not it. No. Like, it was just like the rules have to change somehow because this could not be a victory for Roman Reigns right now. And I was standing there just going, oh, my God. Like, I, I was just looking around at the entire building and seeing everybody's different reactions. There was booze. There was people that were silent. There was people that were speechless. There were people that just didn't know what the fuck to say. It was crazy. Um, And I just remember hearing um samantha announce roman reigns as the winner and i'm thinking they really just did this i cannot believe it i thought that this was uh, 
I'm on the side of this was the wrong call. Cody Rhodes should have won. Uh, I know that Triple H said in the uh, post-media scrum that if there wasn't more to the story, then this would not have been the decision. But how do you justify not having Cody Rhodes finish his story at the grandest stage of them all? It doesn't get, I'm sorry, it doesn't get bigger than this. I saw someone say he should lose the belt on Raw, and I was like, this is a sick world out here, you guys. You guys are way (laughs) too far in the mud. You got to get out of the mud. Get out of the mud. I keep seeing the other one. They're like, no, he needs to lose it on SmackDown in Madison Square Garden. And I'm like, like, is WrestleMania their biggest show or not? Um, I will say they telegraphed the ending in one way, and I thought about it at the Yes, the family thing? The family, yeah. At the beginning of the match, when he went over to Brandy and Liberty, my immediate thought was, huh, you know, in most cases, they do this after the match. You're right. And uh, my brain was, like, stuck on that because I thought, maybe he's, they're going to do both. But I feel like they focused on the family so much that that's the only time we're going to see them. And Jeremy Lambert brought up a good point, too. He had the big pyro, too, before the match. That was also another giveaway, like, "Uh uh-oh, you got the big pyro before Uh, the match? (laughs) Yeah, there were a few tells, and I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. I have to be wrong. There's there's no way. They have to be going through with this as... That was Vince McMahon telegraphing, too, as hell. Yeah, it, it was very telegraphing. Even, like... I felt like Brody Jr. would have been kind of a better visual after the match and not mm-hmm. beforehand. But, uh, you so know. let's get into that. Yeah. Will, what the hell? What went through your mind the second you saw the one, two, three? Uh, the thing I tweeted, garbage finish. Um, my thing is I can live with not getting the result I want. Uh, you guys have seen that when I've sat in – in matches and watch the Brian Danielson lose. And I've seen that. I've seen the result happen that I wasn't looking for. So I'm not mad that I, that Cody didn't win. Um, and I, I hope people truly <laughs> understand that. Like, I guess I could be mad, but I can accept that, Hey, you know, at least they did a good, they, they got me, they swerved me, whatever. Um, I didn't get what I expected, but the finish stunk. That's the thing I have a problem finish, with. Bitch. I think that right. complete trash finish. So uh, Roman Reigns has had all what the last defense that Roman Reigns had where there wasn't uh, massive amounts of interference, if I remember correctly, is John Cena at SummerSlam 2021. It's been a long time since they've had Roman Reigns win a match that didn't see a ref bump. Usos run in, solo run in, Paul Heyman distraction, all of that stuff. And so we reached a point where WrestleMania, to me, should have felt like the time where all of that gets thwarted. Or at least Roman wins some kind of different way. Or, hell, uh, considering the way the story... I feel like there's a disconnect between the way Roman is presented and what he actually does. Because... And it happened immediately on commentary for the the two folks here who weren't watching on the show itself. But immediately on commentary, Michael Cole and Corey Graves go, ah, Roman Reigns continues to be dominant. And I think, what planet? Like, are all of these people, is the idea supposed to be that even the commentators are just delusional? Why is nobody going, dang it, Roman Reigns cheats again. Roman Reigns steals one again. Roman Reigns is a fraud. He's a cheater. He's a liar. He doesn't do any of the things he says he does. Instead, commentary is just like, well, Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, he keeps pulling it off. And every character on screen, even Cody Rhodes is going to come out tonight and go, 
I acknowledge Roman Reigns. He did exactly yeah. what he said he was going to do. And that's what everybody keeps doing, but they don't have the balls to actually do that. Like, had he actually just won, spear one, two, three, I would have, my jaw would have been on the floor, but I would have been like, well, shit, he did it. He, he, he beat Cody. Instead, they chicken shit it out of it. And the problem is the other finish, at least I'm consistent here, folks, because the other finish that I had a big problem with was the opener from night one that did this exact same thing where you chicken shit it out of it. You didn't fully give anybody a true victory, but you're still talking like you did. And I think that's the part that is driving me nuts. If you're going to do something like this, then just freaking do it. But don't do this bullshit of scapegoating out of the victory don't do this bullshit of knocking out ref. Like, if I never see another ref bump again, I still will have seen too many in my lifetime. Yeah. I will still be complaining about this one. No more goddamn ref bumps. I'm done with those. I'm done with that. Find something else. Do literally anything else to get this Roman reign going, or to keep this Roman reign going if this is what you're going to do. Anything else. So, Phil, let's go to you. What was your instant reaction, and what did you think of the finish? Let me, let me get closer to my microphone. <laughs> I want to make this clear because I now have egg on my face because I defended this company when Sammy Lane, Sammy Zayn lost in Montreal. And I said, because that's not the story. Cody is going to win at Royal Rumble and it'll be fine. Now I look like an idiot. I will <laughs> never defend this company again. This company is exactly what I thought it was. Thank they you. do this every fucking time that they have somebody... With the, with the momentum to do something good. Roman is new Brock Lesnar. They do the same thing Ooh. with this guy that they've been doing with Brock Lesnar, that he just beats everybody. Mm. He has ruined every baby face he has come across. The mm. guy has beat three Royal Rumble winners in a row. <laughs> That's sick. But, three. but Phil... But Phil, slight disagreement there. because I And I only say this because I just watched WrestleMania 34. Brock won clean. At least yeah. when Brock did it, it there was least. a jaw that there was a jaw yeah. drop, but he won. He's yeah. new Brock Lesnar in the sense that he is Brock in the sense that he's he's not on TV all the time. He has both titles. Nobody else can come up. There's no upside for any other main eventer because he has handcuffed both of those titles. Crazy. It is an idiotic decision to put two belts on a guy that you don't want to win. I said that last year at WrestleMania, and you've done nothing to fix it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You had you had the best contender you could have possibly had for this guy, the most over guy that you've had challenged for this title yet. And you had him lose with interference again. You did the exact finish from Clash of the Castle again. You sent Solo out there with a hoodie on like we didn't fucking know who fucking Solo Zakoa is. Okay. It was dumb. It wasn't just that it was bad that he lost. It was a dumb finish. It was horribly booked. It was horribly overbooked. It was bad. I'm sorry. It was awful. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you, Phil, but I'm also glad that you brought up the Elimination Chamber because I freaking sat there arguing with Sean about this for like a two-hour post-show, and now I feel justified in this story because I said they missed a moment-making opportunity to do something different here, whether it was, because I said, I said the Montreal audience was waiting for something special to happen, whether it was the official turn of Jey Uso on Sami Zayn, whether it was Sami Zayn winning, whatever, they were expecting a big 
moment. And you know what? They got nothing. They got nothing. And you know what happened? I'm thinking, okay, you know, I thought that was, they missed the boat on that. And I felt very passionate about that. Very, and to this day, I still do. And now I'm sitting here talking about them (laughs) once again, not taking the opportunity to make a big, massive moment. That is two big moments missed back to back. And I actually think this one was worse. This one was worse. The thing, I will say that they did get something out of it because I do think that the Sammy stuff was great. If 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 not getting the win in Montreal means that we get him and Kevin Owens winning in the main event on night one, given getting the honor PWG and the Briscoes on on night one and getting that great moment together, that's great. But the key part of the story here is that they were supposed to take out the Usos. The Usos just ran out in this match like nothing happened yesterday. Like, <laughs> they just came out like nothing happened. The bloodline was just still together. Like, none of the story we've seen since Royal Rumble matters. It's just like, why do we even do any of that then? Man, I, I, I had that exact same thought. As soon as they ran out with, like, no signs of damage, you had Jay Uso kicked in the head Three times, like yes. that man nothing, should be incapacitated. Yeah, that man should be completely incapacitated. I should not have seen him again, uh, and it act- they acted like it didn't matter. I do agree with that one point, though. I guess in contrast to Denise, because you guys kind of made good counteracting points, which was that um, if the plan was never for Roman Reigns to lose at WrestleMania 39, then Sami Zayn ended up the best out of all of this mm-hmm. because Sami Zayn still got his WrestleMania moment. Cody Rhodes did not. Kevin Owens as well got to main event two WrestleManias in a row. Yeah. So ultimately, I think Elimination Chamber is still almost justified in the sense that Roman shit is just going to continue. Sort of. Sort of. I'm also talking about the point that they could have at least had Jay turn on Sami Zayn there. They could have at least done something there. What I was saying is that there was a moment there to be had where there could have been anything, anything that would have drawn some sort of reaction. My main issue with that was that there was no reaction. There was no, there was no reaction of a pop. There was no reaction of anger, but in a good way where you would be like, oh my God, he turned on him. How could he? Blah, blah, blah. There was no reaction, period, from the Elimination Chamber crowd. That was my big, like, argument on that. Yeah. I, the only reason I'll say that elimination now doesn't look as justified because at the time, my point was this is the thing that starts Cody. the fracturing bloodline so that when Cody main events, they won't be there to interfere. And they just fucking interfered anyway. None of it mattered. <laughs> I'm telling you, I stood, I stood out there on the floor, and when the ref bump happened, my eyes widened, and I knew he was going to lose. It was like I had a that's so Raven moment, and I just saw it. I was like, he's going to win. I was like, and, and, and sure enough, it happened exactly like I thought it was going to happen. And I was like, this fucking company, they do it every time, man. They just can't uh, help themselves. I, I just thought about something. Not only did they invalidate the night before with the Usos losing, and they still interfered. You did a big ejection moment with Solo Sokoa, and he was still, he still the X Factor. Yeah. And, and he still came still back came out. Back. He just came out in the hoodie, like, again, like came we didn't back. know. I also yeah. want to point this out, because I forgot this until after that, when I was walking out. You wasted Solo's first loss on Cody, Cody Rhodes <laughs> to build to this match. Okay, but you that had to be done. First loss but on that's it. the thing. Cody Rhodes had to win that match. I would have been pissed had Solo Sokoa lost to Cody Rhodes. Been a Cody Rhodes was but, heading into this I'm, match with Roman Reigns. He definitely had to win. I'm, I'm not saying that Cody shouldn't have beat him once the match was set. 
But my just point saying is, it shouldn't it, have been booked. It, then. It's the same as the stuff with the Usos. Why set us up to that point and and set all of these chess pieces on the board if none of it will matter later? It's just stuff that just happened on weekly television to build to something that didn't pay off. Like, I've, what was the point of it then? I've been sitting back letting you guys, the whole universe, the WWE universe, the internet universe, everybody just cook and like be, be going into this. Everybody's like, this is has, has to happen. Got to listen to fans, blah, blah, blah. Give me one example, just one that WWE has ever listened to their fans without reluctance. Just one. Any point you make, if you're going to say Kofi, reluctance. Stone Cold Steve Austin, reluctance. The Rock, reluctance. The, reluctant, reluctant, reluctant. Be- Becky, they don't give you what you want. You think Cherry is going to get you what you want? No. You think complaining getting on the internet is going to get you what you want? No. They don't listen to you. They did that promo in 2016 or wherever where they were like, if you guys are loud, we got you. That was lies. Fucking lies. A bunch of lies on TV. They, uh, it's just like, they have been setting this up for years to say that what you say doesn't matter unless they are forced into it like a Becky moment. That this, they just have to, but then they like turn it and make again. it. Yeah, they they turn it and make it look like we did what you want, but they never do what you want. They do what they want because it doesn't matter what the fuck you say. They're gonna get the bag anyway. They did it today. We saw it. They got a gazillion dollars. <laughs> their money. They're rich. They don't care that you guys are mad about the show last night. But on top of that, this was the worst decision they could have made in a long time i love getting my jokes off i didn't want i didn't want to celebrate this at all i was like this is just an e this is the easiest layup in a long time just lay it in bro that's all you have to do and they put a knife in the ball they say we ain't laying up nothing bro fuck a layup we out of here with this (laughs) for people to say that there's more story to be told and this story has been being told for so long how much more story is this what kind of novel is this that's Six thousand pages, dude. Wrap this up. This ain't the Bible, you guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> the Bible. Wrap that story up, bro. Wrestlers have to lose. But I knew when they put up that nine hundred days graphic where this was going. When people say that WWE doesn't care about accolades, Cam tweeted that uh, he was like, "They don't care about accolades like that." Ha. They, that's all that they care about. <laughs> Only thing that they care about are accolades. And that's why I knew that this match was going to go like that. Roman Reigns has to hit a thousand uh, days as champion. Plus, he's going to keep it forever at this point. He has to beat uh, Terry's record, uh, WrestleMania main events. These are all about accolades, you guys. It's not about your cheers and your booze. It's about accolades and it's about cash. And they got both. And you know that in a couple of decades from now, and we're probably almost nearly long gone or whatever, they're going to rewrite this history and tell the story so differently. Not, you know, with the with new, new fans from generations till now, they're going to be like, oh, my God, Roman Reigns was the greatest. And this was that moment when he beat Cody Rhodes was absolutely phenomenal. Not yeah. realizing that this time and point, a lot of people were very, very upset. One of the things that I made a stupid joke last night um, on a drive back home because I could not get this out of my head. I thought, man, unless like the freaking Lord comes down and defeats Roman Reigns, this was the wrong call. I mean, he has been booked on a WWE show before. And lost. (laughs) He lost. Roman's definitely hitting him with the Superman punch and spear off rip. There's no way Roman's losing to that guy. Okay, so I do have a question for you guys. Mm -hmm. How are you seeing Cody Rhodes now? Is he different to you now? 
Where's the, are you guys excited for Cody Rhodes? Do you care? Does this kill the momentum? Phil, you're nodding your head. I want to get your thoughts. Um, I don't think any different, Cody, but I definitely think the magic is gone. I think that moment is gone. I think the electricity around Cody coming out of Royal Rumble is gone. I think we it's been so long since we've had like such an exciting run from Royal Rumble up. Like just think of the, how long it's been since they actually allowed somebody to remain undefeated like mm-hmm. this heading into WrestleMania. And I just think they squandered it. And now I think he's still be he's still going to be eventually be champion. I've seen people say maybe this is a way to split the title before he wins and he's just yeah. going to win the WWE champion. Maybe Guys, maybe, I but I just feel like the moment passed them by, and I think they're gonna regret this. I really do. Well, no, I don't think they're gonna regret this because they don't care. But I think that you know, <laughs> people close to this are gonna regret it. Yeah. Anything else that either Reg you want to add or Will you want to add in regards to this? I think uh, Cody. I, Cody is so good at what he does. Like he definitely wrote this part of the story in his journal, just as like there's a potential that they're going to have me not win because he looks at every angle. It's Cody Rhodes. You know him. He looks at this like a science project, breaking it all down. I think he'll all eventually recover, but this moment was just so huge and right there and in their laps. And for it to, for you, anybody to be even thinking about any other show when this is their biggest show of the year, so many two sellout shows back to back, the hottest your product has ever been. It's probably going to be the most viewed WrestleMania ever. It and is. To They've get, already yeah, put that out there. The most viewed WrestleMania ever by far. And to get that moment, and they showed that, no, this is our guy. WWE is a one-man show. And you think it's Vince McMahon, but it's no. It's usually this one guy. It's usually Roman, John Cena, Hogan, uh, The Rock. You know, like that. Well, think there, about how much money they made show. when they made it a two-man show in Austin and Rock. And Nobody how like, man, how crazy was it that we had two stars? Look how much money they made with one star today. A lot. Now, yeah, because I, 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 as far as how I see Cody, because I keep seeing people bringing up this point in the chat about how uh, Cody had to lose because he faced no adversity. That he never is, had any adversity. That drives me crazy. Now, what do you mean he faced no adversity? He had to leave the goddamn over. company to fucking become a star. <laughs> what do you mean he faced no adversity? He was stardust. Hold on. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll take that point first. I'll say that, uh, yes, Cody, uh, his whole career was adversity, right? This is a guy who, it's not like he showed up yesterday. Cody's been around for 16 years. Cody Rhodes has adversity, right? This is a guy who was in Legacy. This is a guy who had to wear a mask. This was a guy who uh, was Stardust. He was fired at one point. Uh, he left the company. There were so many different things that surrounded the Cody Rhodes character that you could have pointed to to say he's already done all of this. He's been on WWE TV screens for 10 years. His career has been 16. Six of those are spent away from the company, but you still have 10 that have Cody Rhodes in WWE that you could have pointed to. But let's ignore that uh, and say that, fine, Cody Rhodes faced no adversity uh, between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania you booked that. That's not the thing. <laughs> that's not. That's not something. That... You give them the adversity. What do you mean? Well, yeah, that's not an inherent problem. That's something that like they just did. You could have had Cody. Um, you could have had Cody have everything. Like for example, you talked about Phil. You mentioned uh, Cody Rhodes beating Solo Sokoa, and and you mentioned Denise that Solo had to win that match. 
or Cody had to win that match. Did he? That could have been the adversity, right? right. That could have been <laughs> the brick wall that Cody ran mm -hmm. into as far as the struggle on his way. But what I mean is you're never going to get this moment back again. Mm -mm. This moment that you have that many fans, that big of an atmosphere, that big. Uh, like, if Cody wins at Madison Square Garden, as people are saying, still not going to be as big as WrestleMania. No. Uh, if Cody wins at SummerSlam, still not going to be as big nope. as WrestleMania. No. Cody wins on Raw. Never going to be as big as WrestleMania. If he wins next year at WrestleMania. What if he wins next year? Even next year, though, I agree. And so knowing no. that they had this moment, they didn't prepare to get themselves to this moment if that's the right. case. Yes, Cody yeah. had no adversity, sure. But they wrote it that way. Right. Fix that. <laughs> so that's not an inherent problem. That's not, well, we have to do this to Cody Rhodes because this is how Cody Rhodes is. This is a fake show. Make it the way you want to make it so that you can have the right outcomes. You're not forced to do anything. Did Cody Rose not have a purple titty and was out uh, coming back from that? Didn't he come back from having a purple titty? Is that not adversity? I think I need to know the, the guy, definition of man, adversity because this is crazy. I, I think that that makes it kind of crazy, too. When you look at the run of Cody since he's been back, he beat Seth Rollins at three straight pay-per-views, oh, man. Seth. Three straight pay-per-views went completely undefeated after January and you just threw all it away like it didn't matter. Yeah. They're like, don't care. Who cares? Poor Cody, man. Poor Cody. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, also the super crazy part about all this, in the end, Dana White in a way has to answer to Vince McMahon and Vince has to answer to someone else now. Um, that is, and that was something that we talked about earlier, was the hierarchy of things is pretty, uh, honestly, it's pretty crazy. And uh, sorry, guys, I'm just trying to catch up with all of the comments here. Uh, we got a lot. Sends in a super chat saying the senile old F is back. Lord have mercy. My goodness. Um, some strong words there. Anime Otako too says, I wish WWE well in their future with Endeavor. Um, and let me pull up some more. We got Jay Apollon who says, um, people are saying CM Punk technically works for Vince again. Is that true? Yes, uh, it is. Want to go ahead and elaborate? It is because you uh, CM Punk has a commentary deal mm -hmm. under <laughs> UFC. <laughs> UFC is now under a brand that is going to be overseen by Vince McMahon. That's actually kind That's of crazy. True. That's crazy. Andrew crazy. A wow. sends in a super chat saying they can use the punk UFC footage oh now. <laughs> Another thing that's crazy about this is um, if you guys remember that that one of the things punk wanted that they wouldn't let him do is to be able to walk the MMA guy down to the ring. He wanted to do like an MMA gimmick where you wore the fight trunks and had like sponsors on it. And they all looked around at him like, "See that? You see what those guys do over there? It's barbaric!" And now you're in a partnership with them. Come I mean, you could them. you could see at WrestleMania this year the shift toward a UFC style advertising model, the mm -hmm. way that they yeah. were selling portions of the ring, they were selling the barricade, they were selling the uh, the ring apron, all of that. I you're gonna start match seeing, themes. yeah, match, match themes. Everything. I guarantee you, they'll start selling the wrestlers. You will start seeing totally. um, logos on tights and things along those lines. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. Bianca's gonna get a Reebok sponsorship for sure. It's on the way. It is on the way. Shout out to her. How, I would buy those, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Mike T90K sends in a super chat saying, if I was TK, I would look into the ad revenue, um, oh, sorry, the ad venue money to pay for Ring of Honor, seeing how much WWE made from that. If Tony can buy Impact one day, I would build a streaming service with Ring of Honor, TNA, and AEW libraries. Um, thoughts on this, guys? Uh, I don't think the answer to 
WWE becoming this massive, well, even more massive uh, entertainment conglomerate is to try and build a second one. I think no. I think what we want right now is more alternatives to what they're doing. And I don't want to see Tony fall into the trap of deciding, all right, I have to amass all of this content to fight back against him now. No. I think AEW should uh, pretty much continue what they've been doing. Obviously, yeah. you know, elevate that yeah. times 10, but not not go into panic mode, you know? Yeah. This doesn't have anything to mode. do with them. They're, this isn't going to affect like, right. their business. He's doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Blake Lee sends in a super chat saying ultimate sports entertainment. <laughs> yes. uh, U-S-E. Wait, I... U-S-E. <laughs> Josh Nasty. Jones sends in a super chat saying Seth celebrating Cody's downfall was the only po- the only positive of that finish last night. I'm with Phil Rollins hive till the wheels fall off. I'm also a big Seth Rollins fan, by the way. And uh, I know I know how you feel. Will Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you guys looking at me for? I, I, I will disavow anything I said on this podcast. If a month from now, Seth Rollins beat Roman Reigns and it's totally <laughs> you gonna walk I'm it all back? Like, nope, WrestleMania is totally necessary. I don't know what you're <laughs> In regards to uh, the sexual allegations comment, Cody Anderson sends in a super chat saying Vince can't do more than that because if he does, it will be an admission of guilt, which he will never do. Or he can do the whole Dana White thing where he sits up there and he goes, I will forever have to be known as a woman beater. Right. Oh, God. Those are two people that are running these things over here. I know. Ari Emanuel did not give a fuck. He was he like, did not. he did not. No, nah, he's like, I need Vince McMahon and Dana White running these things. He, they did what this last year? I, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I care about that. Well, yeah. at least now you know. If you ever do anything bad in life, just go to Ari and he will get you a job. No, no be white, be white, say, male, and rich before you do any of that. That's definitely true. <laughs> Damn, can I get? Oh my god, mm-hmm. Reggie Simmons sends in a super chat saying this is going to be an episode for the ages. Let's effing go. Uh, yeah, I agree. Dungeon Master of Puppets says got here late, but love the Denise Grapsity crossover. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Dungeon Master of Puppets. Uh, Sale Channel Music sends in a super chat saying just imagine AEW has MJF as its heavyweight champion. WWE makes Cody its heavyweight champion. WWE goes business over fan status quo lives on uh thank you so much to soul channel music for sending in uh that super chat as well and sorry guys i'm trying to catch up with everything don aka smiley girl sends in a super chat saying with the new stash vince has finally become dick dastardly and yeah. the roster is the roadrunner trying to avoid his wrath no honestly i do want i mean look if vince mcmahon started every uh interview he does over this with yeah, I think that, uh, it might be a little bit better, but uh, I think he's otherwise. trying to grow it up so he gets a little handle right here, like a little, oh yeah, little no, loop, I, little loop. Do you yeah, guys exactly. think that Vince McMahon is on WWE TV tonight about the sale? Fuck, I'm gonna. Uh, I, like I, I said, gonna... I, I said it on Grab CD this week. I'm screenshotting every single person I see doing this. Oh. If that comes about, I don't think he will. I think. Uh, Here's the, the thing. Who am I fucking kidding? Uh, I don't thing. know anything I'm anymore. I'm torn on this one. I'm torn on this one for two reasons. One, I was completely shocked when he came out on SmackDown and I saw everybody bowing and clapping and cheering the man, right? Okay, fine, fine. But then I'm thinking about where the show is being held. It's being held in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We tend to be a little different out here. But True. at the same time, it's like, damn, at the end of the day, people are still fans. So I legitimately do not know what that reaction would be and i actually do think it would be more of along the lines of cheering 
Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, Chance Grows Biz sends in a super chat saying, how will WWE UFC merger impact AEW? That was one of the things that we kind of covered earlier on today. But um, I think it will change a little bit of the landscape when it comes to negotiations and talent deals and who goes where and who goes and does what. That's pretty much the biggest impact that I would say right now. Um, anybody else want to add another impact that they think um, that would impact AEW? Um, I don't know. If we see more releases, I don't know if that'll that means we could see somebody else that's maybe a big name go to AEW that we didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Only other I'm, impact I can think of. Uh, I think the thing AEW has to be concerned with, which was the thing that they've pretty much had to be concerned with uh, this last year, which is that uh, this is now a massive, massive operation that yeah. has a lot of money that is going to be uh, very hard to compete with going dollar for dollar. And okay. that's... Yeah, they can't go dollar for dollar. They ha- they have to offer little other things like, hey, you want to have time with your family, you want to have uh, freedom. Yeah, it's a little freedom bit more to do freedom. Outside projects, not yeah. a sex pest as a boss. Like, there's some uh, pros over here. I don't know. But either way, it's it's gonna be it's they are gonna be a little bit tougher of a sell. Definitely. Roman and Mike Clip sends in a super chat saying, whichever WWE's talent hometown they visit next, then we will know for sure if Vince is back in charge of creative. Uh, I mean, they made Cody lose in front of his wife, daughter, and the son of the best friend who passed away, whose uh, bedside Cody was at, who he comforted. They told all that story on commentary. And his mom, too. Don't forget his mom. And his mom. They were (laughs) completely heartfelt about the whole thing. They were like, they brought up the late John Huber and talked about all of that and still had Cody lose. So, honestly, what is a hometown versus Them doing that that and the John Cena make-a-wish thing. I was like, y'all are being nasty out here. Why were y'all doing this to these kids? These kids didn't deserve this. I almost (laughs) thought Bianca was going to win for that or lose for that very reason because I'm like, dang, you brought all them kids out? All right, well, it looks like Bianca's about to get pinned. Angel sends in a super chat saying Seth is the right man to win the titles. I don't think so. They didn't have Cody do it. I don't know if they're going to have Seth do it. No one's going to do it. Roman's going to get to 2,000 days at this point. And I don't think it should be somebody who I know people are going to think I'm just knocking Seth here. I do not think it should be somebody that has already beaten Roman before. Like, tell a new story here. We're at 900. We're at 900 days. We're going to make it to the thousand days. If it if Roman loses to somebody who he's already lost a championship to and he has lost a WWE championship to Roman Reigns or to Seth Rollins then we didn't accomplish anything with this thousand days. Uh, I think it has to be used to give a rub, to put somebody over, to create somebody who can carry the company in the future. And I, Seth is not that. Another I, thing that I thought, uh, thinking about the preparation for the show and going into the show and how I kind of thought Roman might never lose, they wanted, Roman Reigns was going to beat The Rock at this mm-hmm. show. Like, if anything, if they had their way, he would have been beating The Rock at this show. So, they, I don't think they, their trajectory was probably continuing this regardless. So why does everyone think that they were going to change that with Cody? If he's going to beat The Rock, of course he's going to beat Cody. Come on. 
Sure, I could see I that. See, it, I could see the point, but like we mentioned, this is a scripted show. They, they don't care change. about you, Denise. Don't forget. They can change. <laughs> don't forget. Also, hey, chat. You know don't put. Feel like you know what I feel like. You know when you think like you can change somebody who's really yes. bad in a relationship, exactly. and you keep coming back no. to them. Yes. That's, That's how I feel. WWE I can is. change him. He's the bad boy, but I can mm -hmm. change him. Nope, and chat, don't put words in my mouth. I did not say that means Braun Breaker is going to beat Roman Reigns for the no. championship. No. Bra no. Why? No. I mean, look, it cannot be the only other answer. No. Unless I said this yesterday with Sean, and I'm going to repeat this point. The only way Braun Breaker is the guy to beat Roman Reigns is if they're going for Roman Reigns beating Bruno San Martino's record. Because in eight years, Braun might be ready for that. But if that's not, but if that's not happening well, tomorrow, that out there will because I will be very upset if this does happen play out like in eight years. I don't. Yeah, I we got about, about five this. more years. It's fine. Adam Frazier sends in a super chat saying Shane McMahon tears his quad Ooh. like father, like son. Eesh. What was your guys' reaction to that? Because this is at the point where, can you believe it? I went upstairs to go get tacos during this and I missed the whole Shane McMahon portion of the show. I could Lucky not you. freaking believe it. No, you yeah, made the right we, choice. We were in the same awful. boat. I think we were both on the elevator when. Uh, yes. When we were, uh, we were eating out. tacos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, we were sitting together. So no, yeah. we, we completely missed it. Um, watching it later, I laughed hysterically. Soon as he landed after the lead crug, and I think what made it even funnier was um, Miz like circling around him. Like, should I attack him? Like, it looked like he didn't know what to do at first. Like, is mm -hmm. this real? That made it even funnier. It was just like. <laughs> I hope, I, of course, you never want to see anybody get seriously injured. Yeah, yeah, right. The topic yeah. of it was just yeah. really, really funny. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, <laughs> mm -mm. but uh, I mean, look, uh, Nick Khan said last week that WrestleMania weekend was going to be chock full of surprises. And uh, when those surprises turned out to be Pat McAfee and Shane McMahon. Gross. Look, like this man. I said this yesterday. This man is Lyle Landley from that monorail episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <laughs> um, but the uh, because look, it's not that Shane's not like a big deal. I mean, I think Shane is a star. People hearing that music, they cheered. He got a really big pop. But like Shane has faced the Miz at WrestleMania and yeah. beat him. So yeah. like this was a thing like we've already seen before. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, we didn't even like go someplace new here. Uh and like I, the, again, one of the funniest moments in like the history of professional wrestling is Vince McMahon <gasps> angrily storming into mm -hmm. the ring, tearing one quad, standing up and tearing the other. I don't know what Just it is with that family with the McMahon their... quads, they ain't nothing. I don't know. But like I mean Too much arm. Even in marrying into it, Hunter's torn both quads. I don't know what it is with yeah. that family and quads, but uh, they they sure don't hold up. Shane McMahon attempting that leapfrog, though, and then falling down. I mean, look, all the props in the world to Snoop, Jessica Carr, and I guess the segment was produced by Michael Hayes. Um, yes. So that's probably who fed them the idea to do the people's elbow spot. But uh, shout out to them for... Kind of saving it. Uh, Snoop, Snoop is the MVP of that segment for sure. Yeah. Uh, he hit the people's elbow, and J Jessica Carr fed him that. 
and they just beat Miz. I'm on and the opposite what, end of this. I thought this is the most embarrassing thing I've seen in a long, <laughs> so long. I love Snoop Dogg. The night before, that Rey Mysterio entrance was my favorite thing of WrestleMania. That was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, they brought the game back after that dumb Cody California Love promo. But they they <laughs> fucked the game up again immediately after by having Snoop run the ropes the worst I've ever seen anyone in history run the ropes. And I've been in wrestling school. <laughs> And hit a people's elbow like I. Uh, everybody's so, like, "Well, what? Good, great improv, blah blah blah." This shouldn't have been on the fucking show, you guys. <laughs> the so, only reason right. I'm right. let it slide is moment. because it's Snoop Dogg, and Snoop Dogg is a god out here. That's uh, the only reason why I'm letting this slide. Miz so had Reg, about eight moments in this. Both Reg, Reg, would you say that you enjoyed the Snoop people's elbow or the Snoop splash from AEW more? Okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> no, I mean, look, stealing one of Sean's points, um, Snoop like jumped into that people's elbow. He may have gotten more height on that elbow than Straight he up. got on that splash. He, he definitely <laughs> he fell into splash. the splash. <laughs> Jake now his punches were kind of hard though. Snoop was on some strong style shit last night. <laughs> Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, "I'm just here to get my props for being right." Stop just trolling, Jake. Stop it. Stop. Not, yeah, go ahead. Aliquin sends in a super chat saying, "Shouts out Denise and the Grab City homies. I didn't hate that Roman one completely as much as I'm done with ref bumps. Nasty work. I think that's also another thing that we can definitely agree with that we're done with the ref yeah. bumps." That's all Angel I said. If he had won clean, I, I wasn't the result I wanted, but at least you would have told the story of Roman's dominance. Yeah, right. I, I think that's the other part about this. I have now begun began to hate the the Roman match formula. I right. hate it. I yeah. never want to see it again. They're mm -hmm. not there. I just don't like it. And the match was fine up until that point. But as soon as the ref bump happened, I was like, no, here we go. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. I actually do disagree, though. Even if you would have won clean, I still think it was the wrong call. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, it, I think yeah. if they did it in an interesting way and it was like at least an interesting shock, I would have been more forgiving. But I still think it's the wrong decision. Like maybe if they would have ended with something that's gonna lead us to believe there's something next. Because right now everybody's just like, well, what's next for Roman? There's nothing. Nothing. What's next? What's next for Cody too? I mean, what's I mean, guess Cody, you know, yeah. solo, or they could touch on that, continue that whole story. But it's doesn't. I figured they do uh, at the the next pay per view a six man with uh, Cody and Owens and Zayn against. Roman and the Usos. I it just guess. doesn't feel yeah. the same anymore. The energy's not there. It just doesn't feel the same anymore. Like Roman's I just feel not like... advertised for another show, by the way, till SummerSlam. I'm sure they can add oh, him really? to others, but yeah. at the moment, no shows have New him. Brock. He's not gonna be. <laughs> at, he's not gonna be in Puerto Rico. Um, the only yeah. talent that's listed for Puerto Rico is Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally. Uh, when you look at the talent list, it just says Bad Bunny. They have not yeah. advertised any other wrestlers for then that. that case, and, so, and then let's make the and then let's make the case. Bad Bunny should be undisputed Universal big WWE facts. champion. Yeah, yeah. that that win in Puerto Rico. No, they don't like giving people wins in their hometown. They're probably going to have imagine, Bad Bunny. Can get you imagine beat if they the did show. that? Reg, if they booked Bad Bunny versus Roman and had Bad Bunny defeat, oh my god! They like moments, Denise. They love moments. It'd be all over everything, right? I want to put that out there. Uh, <laughs> Angel sends in a super chat saying, "Who do you believe is going to return or debut on Raw?" I know everybody's been talking about Jay White being one of those. Um, just to give an NXT one, Roxanne Perez after she lost the title. I think that's somebody. Uh, any other predictions, guys? Maybe Braun. I think Braun's got to be moving up soon, at least. I I don't think he's ready for that. I think, I think honestly, so 
Um, to me, I think the thing Braun needs is a heel run yeah. um, before calling him up. I think he needs that, to try that in NXT first before. Yeah, I want to see him try just a full on heel run in NXT and really focus on building the character side of himself. And I think that uh, the fans were already starting to turn on him anyway. I think they can make that work and do that in NXT. Um, as far as debuts are concerned, I think um, I know that's where Jay White's going. I, I don't say no. I think very strongly that that's where Jay White's going. Don't uh, think very strongly anymore because we thought very strongly at WrestleMania. <laughs> that Cody They don't care about you. Um, but <laughs> I don't. But as far as when he's going to debut, I don't know if it's tonight. I don't know what kind of surprises they have in mind, but... Uh... Shane McMahon part two. Oh, God, no. He's going to uh. have to come out in a wheelchair at this point. Maybe <laughs> like uh, from uh, a tag team, the, the Creed Brothers, I could see being up there. I don't... I, there's nothing like that's going to blow anyone's minds, I think, as far as the debut. And then Only maybe Jay like White, a, I think. a Randy Orton return tonight because they were talking about that all weekend. Yeah, Randy Orton would be another one. Um, Keaton C sends in a super chat saying, Reg, happy I got to mark out with you this weekend. Uh, Shy Towns first sends in a super chat saying, Denise throwing a chair like Riley from the Boondogs to start a wrestling ride is a hilarious visual. Can you imagine that? God, that would be crazy. (laughs) Um, Okay, and let me pull up some more thoughts here. This one's from Tim Gordon who says, did they smarten Brody's kids up? I'm going to inquire about that. I want to find that out. I I don't know who I have to ask to... uh... That is an interesting question. But I I am going to ask right now. Mm -hmm. Doshi Gaming says, what's the percent of fans? What's the percentage of fans? What's the percent fans turn on Cody if he won? Hashtag fickle. Wait, he's saying people would have turned on Cody if he won? (coughs) Yeah. I don't think so because that felt like the big moment. I don't think fans would have turned on Cody. I think if Cody, even let's just say, you know, the people that wanted to see Roman Reigns win this match, I think even if they saw Cody win this, I think that they would understand why Cody won this. And uh, I mean, maybe that's just me guessing, but um, I just don't know if there would, I don't, I'm not expecting like 50% of the crowd or anything like that to turn against Cody had he won. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think people also need to realize that, of course, the four of us don't speak for the entirety of right. WWE fans because right. there are quite a bunch of fans in that arena that I saw that wanted Roman to win and right. cheered. I saw quite a few Roman fans out there that were like, I told you so, I told mm-hmm. you so, and celebrating like this was a great moment. And I was looking around like, I don't think this is the win you think it is, buddy. I don't think <laughs> this is the win for Roman or this company. But you go ahead and have it. I've seen this guy with a LeBron fan, uh, LeBron shirt on and he was like yelling at people's face off like dang you a roman and brian guy two time <laughs> you know there was a little bit of drama too afterwards in my section there was this guy who was kind of acting all crazy and afterwards i saw him kind of getting in an argument with someone and at first i thought he was arguing with one of the female production people from wwe that were on the stage and i had gotten a little video like a three second video it wasn't until afterwards when i went home and watched watched it that I think he was telling something to Brandy because in the video I can see Brandy doing this like calling security to come over because I think this guy was full-on grading crazy it was just like a pile of people surrounded this guy and I think he was like talking shit or doing some crazy shit I think he was trying to like you know maybe get at Brandy or something and this was literally 
right after like the second the finish was going on it, it was kind of nuts actually things got crazy on the floor because you started getting people that weren't supposed to be there that were maybe drunk that were you know whatever you name it there there was some crazy stuff going down down on there uh anime otaku too says triple h is still salty about that bit with the throne oh man come on now i, I don't think that he is i don't think that he cared no yeah. I, I think i think anime otaku is making a joke on that one jerry yeah, sends no, I, in a super I, chat Saying, I'm not mad Cody lost. I can't get worked up about this stuff anymore. And I love a good gag. And the crowd was so gagged at the finish. I was laughing my ass off. See, I can't see it the same way as Jared. I can't see it the same way. But you're also the crowd that was gagged at the finish. You so. were gagged. Bro, yeah, I recorded my reaction. And it was just, I was just looking around. Yeah, uh, I just I just don't get that, that side of fandom anymore of, oh, well, I'm so numb to this that I laugh at all the rest of you that are invested in you. Ah, ha, ha, you idiots for believing something good can happen. Like, nah, I, I don't need <laughs> I can't be like that because I still want WWE to be, be a good show. Like, all the jokes. Yeah. Like, if they had a great show, I'd be happy about it and want to watch it. <laughs> Last year, since Billion Dollar Company, Dollar Store Finish. My mm. God. Mm. Uh, Elite Biscuit says, Bloodline quietly just copy-paste Undisputed Era. Uh, Kieran George sends in a super chat saying, nah, Cody had it coming for butchering that Tupac lyric on Turn SmackDown. I didn't get to it. see you that. You deserved it. I, I, I said on uh, every show this week that that promo on SmackDown took my wanting Cody to win from 99% to like 80. But uh, I still wanted him to win. I just... Oh. These are what lyric yeah. did he mess up? Like, what did he say? He, he didn't even mess it up. He just he it. He said just it like... Like uh, you said it in the whitest way possible. That's like all. no enthusiasm, nothing. Just uh, he had the enthusiasm. He had just not the, uh, I would just say there was no flavor there, and oh, that's okay. that's what I'll go with. Wasn't spicy. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, it was definitely unseasoned chicken. Absolutely, that's what that was. <laughs> Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying, "I'm concerned for Cody booking wise now because it's the same formula: face Roman, interference, lose, and bit back down the card. You go. This happened to Drew at uh, at Clash at the Castle. It's a recurring theme now. Not a good look for Roman. I mean, this was something that I think we all touched on here, and Phil, you touched on that a lot. And I do think that yeah, I can't disagree with this." It yeah. sucks because Roman was in that he was in that position with Brock. He was one of the guys that Brock like he his pro his push wasn't really going through because WWE wouldn't get off Brock Lesnar being the guy, and then they just turned him into that. So it's yeah. like it's like it's kind of ironic. <laughs> Man, if this confirms anything as well, watching how he won and watching how nothing changed, this confirms for me that everything for the last few months that's been interesting about Bloodline was Sami Zayn. Yeah, of yeah. course. MVP, yeah. man. Cole Henderson, our good friend Cole, says I'm hurt. I'm old. I'm effing tired. And WWE and UFC are run by effing children. Takes bite of cupcake. <laughs> Couldn't manage a target. <laughs> yeah. All right. um, I, I love quoting the same. I feel like uh, this is uh, one of those things where somebody somewhere should be like, man, I wonder what Ariel Hawani thinks of this. <laughs> Poor dude, 630 sends in a super chat saying, wore my head of the table. Wore my head of the table shirt as a bit, but damn. Um, thank you so much to Board Dude 630 for also sending in that super chat, guys. And we got another one here from Leonard Aaron's the third who says Summerfest card, they should go 
with but won't Rhea Bianca in a title unification match. I agree with that. Um, main event, Gunther Roman in a title versus title match. See great ideas they're not likely to run with. I'm not going to say Gunther versus Roman because I don't need Gunther to be dragged down. On oh, this I forgot about Gunther. He is a contender. We gotta. We yeah. have to admit that. That is. But I, I don't want to see title for title. Roman holding right. no, intercontinental no, 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 titles. No, no, exactly. But, then he's gonna no. have three belts. Yeah. But Bianca and Rhea is the title unification match. If they're gonna do that. There's no two people I think are better for that scenario. They better two. be in the main event in the main event next year at WrestleMania. Them two together. If not, like, what are y'all doing? Do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, honestly, or or just merging the belts. Like I said, if they yeah. do that like main event of any pay per view, I think Rhea and Bianca is it. Yeah. Since you have the memory of like someone with a really good memory. <laughs> WWR official says name one indie <coughs> face who has come out of a feud with Roman Reigns the past three years who came out better afterwards they are burying every baby face Sami Zayn we just talked about it Sami Zayn is the only one I could think of you can make a but case Sammy for Jay Zayn was different though like they didn't actually just like I said it wasn't the plan it's never the plan it's always by accident and that's what that they was. don't they don't see Sami as a world champion and no, I always thought that, saw it that they, way so thinking about everybody Roman's feuded with going back to what we had uh Jimmy Uso or sorry Jay Uso um and uh Drew McIntyre no uh even Big E briefly definitely not Mm-mm. uh Kevin Owens the first time no uh <laughs> shit. Cesaro Cesaro no uh Danielson's in another company Edge yeah. no he's not really better off no, no one's better off for feuding with Roman, but that's because he hasn't lost. Um, yeah. and so no, not a single person. What I What's made this point yesterday, you guys, well, at least one of us seemed to disagree with me that the guy that had put all those guys over was Seth Rollins. <laughs> put all those guys over just for them to be completely annihilated by Roman Reigns. It's because Seth Rollins is a good hand. Let's move on, Denise. See, I do want to say one thing about this, though, because Sami Zayn, had you put anybody else in this exact same storyline with the exact same thing, I don't necessarily think they would have came out better on the other side. I think they, just, I think Sami Zayn came out better because he's literally just naturally likable and he's just really has the character, has the care, proper characteristics to pull this off. Had this been anybody else with this exact same story, I do not think we would be sitting here saying that they got the better end of the deal. You know, obviously it's different mm-hmm. because of the big moment at WrestleMania, but I just think that, I don't know, man. I don't know. I well, feel I mean, like they, they, they got the rest Z- of the story right with him as well. I think yeah. if the tag title match didn't happen and he didn't get to have that moment with Kevin Owens, then yeah, he wouldn't have come out of the better side on the, on the right. end of it better. But. Egg on the face of all those people who wanted this moment to be Sammy. The one losing, like you, th- you thought Sammy was gonna get the victory over Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. This is what he yeah. did. Cra- People that wanted that triple threat, ooh, yeah, ooh. ooh. they're looking bad out here. Imagine. Uh, I, I, I see the question off. in the chat being posed of what wrestler has ever looked good after losing to the champion through history in wrestling. Um, I mean, that's one we can actually kind of start to to look back to because you can look good in defeat. That's yeah, that that's true, but. To the overarching point, that's kind of the issue in itself then, that Roman Reigns has been champion for three years. And obviously, not everybody, he's going to have to run through everybody he's facing. It's just that at some point, you're going to run out of people. And I look at the landscape right now, and I don't see anybody else. Like, even if, you know, I keep seeing from people, well, now they can give Cody the win now that he's lost. 
is Cody better for the loss than he no. would have been to just have won and beaten Roman Reigns? He gained he gained nothing from that loss. Nothing. Yeah. If I anything, it made Roman one. look like he was right about him that he couldn't win in a big moment. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. Brent M sends in a super chat saying the kicker for me was in the past uh in the post presser, Roman said we're changing the game and we're only in the third inning. He hasn't changed the damn thing. Well, <laughs> then it's and they said they still have so much more to do. And that was a pretty yeah. interesting pr- uh, presser. Short but sweet. Um, he has changed the game, though. I mean, look, Roman's a star. There's no denying Oh, yeah, that. he's a big and, star. And this is really one of the first instances that I can recall that the biggest star in the industry is a heel. And uh, it's it's different, and that's part of why it feels really destructive. But you can't deny that it's changing the game. And it's people are changing the game. I, forgetting I stuff. disagree. I'm not going to get into why I disagree, but I disagree. Because I feel like I'm going to end up going on a long rant. But, but again... This feels so fucking similar similar to the Brock stuff. It's like night and day. This and- is how people forget about John Cena's run, and this is how John Cena's run because he was dominant and he always won. And he yeah, the the, the big thing here is as always they, they pick their person that they want to be at on top, and it yep. doesn't matter what is happening around it. It doesn't matter what 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 the fans say. It doesn't matter what it looks like. They should logically do. They're still gonna go with their guy. And yeah. Roman is their guy, whether he's heel or face. And that has been the thing for almost 10 years. Exactly. I think what also kind of sucks for, 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 for me, at least, my thing is that I love Roman Reigns. I'm a big Roman Reigns fan. And after last night, I feel like I'm a less of a Roman Reigns fan after last night. Like, I feel I can feel myself changing my perception on this. And that sucks, too, because I love Roman Reigns. But after I, this, I'm like, fuck, yeah. I don't know how I feel. Can, can I be honest? I've been out on Roman as champion for over a year. I feel like him as champion has been going for See, at I least can't a year. Feel, yeah, no, I was a fan uh, of everything else that he had done. I, I, See, and I, I don't know. I, I just grew on. I, I'll say a lot grew on me in the last year because yeah. I was out last year, and then I thought that the Sami Zayn stuff really picked the angle up and made me feel. But uh, did you feel like Sami made him enhance him as a champion, or or just Bloodline as an act? Because I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like Bloodline became more interesting at the stable, but him as champion was still pretty boring. To still me. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. I you amplified the Bloodline and the storytelling and just the overall interest i would say with everybody <laughs> in the bloodline uh joe compton uh sends in a super chat saying to everyone who hates the fact that cody lost here's a question for you how would dusty Rhodes have booked the finish he would have put roman over this ain't the end just the beginning says joe uh dusty would have definitely did that same finish 1000 percent. he would have definitely had cody lose because that's how dusty books but we ain't talking about dusty we're talking about cody Alrighty, and um, let's go ahead and press on. Thank you so much to Joe Compton for sending in that super chat. Um, this one here is from BLKFNX Brand, who says, for a company that prides itself on the moments, they fumbled the biggest moment they could have had in years. WWE can never get out of its own ways. But you guys, one thing you guys are leaving out, like that, they like that, the, the reaction that you guys had, though. You guys think they fumbled. They think that they had a moment regardless of what you're exactly. saying. Like, they think mm-hmm. that Roman Reigns thing was the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Manny in Dallas sends in a super chat saying, how about we complete this amazing booking and have the Usos beat Kevin Owens and Sammy tonight for the titles? <laughs> oh, my happy? God. <laughs> then we really going to start a riot. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Oof. Leonard Aaron's the third sends in a super chat saying it's shame. It's a shame we're this deep into it. And AEW has made more sustainable stars than WWE. WWE had it all with Sammy and Cody, but they let it slip away. 
I wouldn't say they've made more yeah, sustainable cars. I would, I would yeah, I wouldn't say either. that either. Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying Jake Stradamus here. I did think to, I did try to warn y'all, but not nah, Cody finishing the story. This Cody time, this Roman Reigns winning agenda. Gotta stop. Nah, says Jake Salazar. Um, I mean, look, right. I, I was, <laughs> I was warned by people in WWE saying, uh, and I thought they were just being pessimists saying, nah, Roman's, Roman's going <laughs> to win. And I I legit thought that it was just a pessimistic view and no. that nah I, they got the memo they got the memo oh you know what I just thought about really quick they were talking about uh this merger happening now but remember a few months ago they were talking about sports betting uh yeah or, mm -hmm. you know betting being involved yeah. with with WWE and then like this is gonna enhance it even more and finishes are gonna get even crazier from here on out yeah <laughs> you know and, and the weird thing was Endeavor was the uh was where my brain went the moment they denied that they were buying WWE mm -hmm. uh, only because that's exactly what they did with uh, UFC. Right. They could, they gave a complete denial and then it emerged that actually we're the guys and mm -hmm. it's us. So uh, the, the signs were there that it was going to be Endeavor. Right. Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying this ending was god awful, but I love the chaos. I love the chaos too, man, but not this one. Um, Van Twinblade sends in a super chat saying Phil owes us a written apology. Phil, you want to send in a, a, a uh, I don't know, <laughs> an, a written apology though. Apparently, uh, Phil R two nine nine says would have would have Usos retaining and Roman losing been better for the fans' outcome and just to go into a Roman jealousy story. Um, let me see. With the Usos, no, because I no. I think you needed to have both moments. I really yeah. do think you needed to have I, both I, moments because yeah. they were separate stories. Even though they intertwined, they were still separate stories. Right. And um, all right, guys. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to catch up with all of everything. We got here one from Soul, Soul Channel Music who says Cody Rhodes has become a self-made man, but despite all his accolades, he knows that he. That to be truly revered as elite in this business, Cody Rhodes must climb the WWE mountain to succeed it. Um, Corey G, this was a spoiler. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. <sighs> Magnum Waits sends in a super chat saying, it's always the thing they do, everything in the worst way possible. How having a Lesnar-Cena SummerSlam 14 type squash would have been much better even. Oh, I don't have wanted no, Better for who? Better for whom? This, this match was good. <laughs> though i did like the match itself yeah, like the match yeah. i thought was great it was just the ending that was you Terrible know finish. sucked but yeah. up until that point i was heavily invested in everything that they were doing everybody here. was the crowd you guys were insane in that crowd for that stuff yeah also, it was though, going good guys don't make the avengers an endgame comparison uh talking about oh you needed infinity war to get to endgame I hate you need something to get to something this no, was the end the big show wrestlemania no, I, my thing is Everything up until this point has been Infinity War. They didn't do three years of Infinity War to get to Endgame. It was literally one movie where you had the bad ending to get us to the happy ending next. We've had the bad ending. Elimination yeah. Chamber was the bad time. ending. Yeah. Royal Rumble was the bad ending. Mm -hmm. Survivor Series. Everything's already been the bad ending up yes. until this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what, what else bad he needs to do. The guy retired Brian. The guy beat Sammy in his hometown. No, we already had Infinity War. <laughs> like this was supposed to be the way. This was in game. Right. 
Connor Cunningham sends it a super chat saying who beats Roman now and it feel and it feels right. I want Cody to win. I'll be happy, but it won't feel right. Mania was the right time. I don't got anybody. There's nobody else that I would it's say should be Cody, Roman. Cody, I, I still think Cody's gonna beat him. I just think they're just pushing it off to another date for whatever. I'm not reason. gonna care as much when they push it yeah, off to but SummerSlam. I mean, that's why my Brock analogy still stands. This feels like Brock opening up uh, Roman the hard way at WrestleMania, and then Roman just beat him anyway down the line when nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Van Twinblade sends in a super chat saying, WWE always shits the bed, never trust them, they will always disappoint. I think that's more in line with Regis' uh, famous quote. Yeah. Uh, J- Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, Phil, your guy poured up one for Cody losing. I apologize for anything I have ever said about him since he did that. <laughs> I haven't seen this uh, Seth Rollins thing. It sounds hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah. Sports Kingdom sends in a super chat saying, who do you think will dethrone Roman Reigns? Honestly, I haven't seen a more decorated champion in a while since Josh Alexander. Just have a lot of respect for him, and I think he can make uh, an instant impact. I do. I think so, too, but sometimes I just don't know if that's WWE's vision yeah, of who they that. would want at the top of their mountain. Like Josh Alexander, it, I do think, is one of the most decorated champions, and it's unfortunate that he got injured and had to be out, that his reign had to come to a halt like that. But I just don't think that WWE would see him in that same light. Like Even though as the fans see him as a great wrestler, I don't know if he would be what WWE would want at the top of their mountain. Um, okay, and let's go ahead and continue on from here, guys. By the way, thank you so much to everybody who sent in Super Chats who's here. Please make sure to subscribe to the channel. We got another one here from Vasco who says, shout out to the rubber chicken closing out Mania. You know, I didn't see get that get thrown, but I did see the picture right afterwards. I do not know who threw in the rubber chicken. Did they show who did? No, I, I don't know. I, I just saw the picture of it afterwards as well. Mm. Um, Blocka sends in a super chat saying Cody is a heel to WWE returning outsider constantly whined about how the company cheated his father gets paid takes PTO comes back at 30 WWE always planned to bury him see Sting versus Triple H Sting versus Triple H is a good comparison by the way (laughs) (laughs) this is but it is a different way of looking at it in terms of uh looking at Cody as the heel in all of this from like their perspective. I think you're going to have an AEW guy come over here and win at our biggest show and hold up the belt at the end of the show. That sounds crazy. (laughs) Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying Endeavor doesn't pay talent well. So I expect to, I expect to leave to expect. I expect people to leave. Also, they don't have NXT housed in section eight. I mean, that is the biggest thing with UFC's model is the fighters are always complaining and people talking about USC are always talking about how they don't pay their fighters enough. So it's going to be interesting moving forward how if that's going to affect the WWE pay model, if that's going to affect anything going on over there. Uh, Kilo Johnny says Walter is our only hope. I don't know, man. Didn't they say he needed more? Didn't Triple H Walter. say he needed more uh, seasoning <laughs> or something? Exactly. If he needs more seasoning, it doesn't sound like he's ready to be the guy. I mean, I don't, I don't agree with that statement, but you know, not your right. statement, but the one that Triple H made. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, wow. no, he was tripping for sure, right? Exactly. Knight sends in a super chat saying TV fourteen rating return with the new merger or nah? Thoughts on Got this, it. guys? I wouldn't think so. Got I it. don't. Yeah, I yeah. don't see why they would. Yeah, uh, and because I think if anything, I don't think like Endeavor, last show that they wouldn't, you know. I don't think Endeavor wanted WWE to change anything. I, right. I think that's no. the thing that people need to consider here is that they right. didn't buy this company to go, oh, we can make it what it used to be. They bought it because look at how successful it is today. Yes. And so I think, and they, they left Vince in charge. They're giving right. Vince a 
bigger position. Like if than... anything, it's, it's like more of what they're doing now, not more of what they're mm-hmm. like. Just keep, continue doing your thing. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna like the they're into with the sponsorships and how that show moved yesterday. Like they're continuing on with like the kid friendly PG. We want to be on um, the Today Show type deals, you know. Cody Anderson sends in a super chat saying Pedro Morales is the fifth longest reign of all times. Roman will cross that line in like 82 days after that he will lose. And that is uh, Cody Anderson's uh, uh, super chat there. Thank you so much to Cody. And I'm still going through all of the comments, guys. There's so many since this has been one of the craziest topics, two topics to talk about. NBA Mixed Dog says Cody and his fans in shambles. W to the start of the week. B2W Roxanne Perez tonight, please. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not even saying this because I will Cody should have won because I'm such a huge fan. Cody should have won because that was the moment to have. Uh, Johnny sends in a super chat saying, I heard Triple H and Vince looking to have Roman surpass Bruno Sarmantino, Sarmantino's, San Martino's two, 2,803 days reign. Um, I hope, I, I hope not. That would just be way too long. That is a long time. My daughter will be a senior in high school. That's crazy. That happens. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that. No. Big J sends in a super chat saying, so no Bobby, no Ali Knight, no Shinsuke, but Miz can get 1.5 matches. Get the fuck out of here, says yeah. Big Terrible. J. They, they did Bobby dirty. They mm-hmm. did. I feel so bad for Bobby Lashley. He deserved better. Uh, BLKFNX Brand says, soon it won't matter. Black Phoenix Roman, Brand. Just anybody. Um, That's the thing. I'll ask you. I'll pose this question to you. When somebody does beat Roman, do you think it's going to mean as much as people think it's going to mean? Uh, I think the moment where I felt like it mattered that Cody did it pass. Now I feel like at this point they've got to they've got to make a decision to either split those titles or get both titles off of them. They've got to do something. It like it's it's ridiculous at this point. Um, I, am- I, I I think when he finally does it, see the problem is it's become so big. WrestleMania has to be it. Yeah, and so here we are now. Are we kicking the can another year? Because I don't think. You can take, I, I disagree on splitting the titles. I still say splitting the titles is a mistake because there's no scenario that will feel rewarding for anybody that involves Roman but not that, being, that, on, is that involves, that involves Roman not being one of the champions and him having never lost it. That uh, to me is, is a disaster. Um, but but that's why I'm saying I feel like that moment has passed now where you can do it in a satisfying way. There is no satisfying way to do it at this point because it's gone on for too long. He shouldn't have held both titles for a year. They fucked up. They a they should have never put both titles on them in the, on, the, on them in the first place. Like I mean, but, at this point that I and I disagree with that still too. But I think that what? Um, but they should have put both titles on them. I still think that I still think one champion is the right call. It's always going to be. I think you can't have a champion in a company where Roman Reigns is the guy and I, say <laughs> and say that he's a guy. You cannot have anybody else be the guy in a company where they didn't beat Roman Reigns yes. at this point. I, I'll, I'll he, ask, that I'll, is the I'll, accolade I'll, now. I'll ask the, the three of you guys then. What has been the benefit of having him with both of those titles? I feel like they're trying to. You know how they no longer have the Undertaker streak now. Yeah, that's done and gone. Now they have Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I feel like that may be their like, I don't want to say answer, but like their new, their new thing, right? Like yeah, let's make I mean, this long champion that, that it created the accolade. The, right, yeah, exactly. accolade. Has, has has both shows benefited from having him as both champions? Well, this no. is kind of a debate we've had before. It's all about him yeah. being gone for so long. But, yeah. that, but, time. but that's what I'm to saying. Say I, yes, I, because he's not there. If he was there, then yeah. But no. Yeah. yeah. 
and that's why I'm like, I don't know how you can say it's not a mistake then. <laughs> but <laughs> I am highlight sensitive super chat saying the other top wrestlers losing their prime because they want Roman to reach 2000 days. Yeah, uh, obviously a lot of what we touched on. Stop, uh, stop in looking regards for to that. Yeah. <laughs> Tom talks rubbish sends in a super chat saying your reaction to Cody losing was the same as mine when Drew lost in the UK. Roman hashtag Roman is boring. Jared sends in a super chat saying I was more gagged by the sheer audacity of the finish than the crowd shock. But I feel you. That was the moment to end the story and start a new chapter. Thank you so much to Jared for uh, sending in your thoughts. Uh, Joshi Gaming says Rikishi beats Roman. <laughs> he does it for the rock. <laughs> That's a yes. good one, man. That's a good one. I really like that. Thank you so much for making us laugh on that. That one um elite biscuits sends in a super chat saying only way cody recovers for me is if he puts each bloodline member on the shelf one by one to lead to a true one-on-one -on -one versus roman still wouldn't be as big i like your idea but it's just the moment's gone guys it left it's done we're never getting it back Orion Ben six six cents six 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 sends in a super chat saying, "Finally got the chance to tell you guys thank you for the coverage of everything this weekend. I felt all of the fun about the finish. Reg warned us. Mm. He surely did. I didn't right. want to be right. I want to keep emphasizing that I wanted Roman to have his shoulders pinned to the mat because I love pro wrestling. I don't care about accolades. I want wrestling to be good, and that just wasn't good for wrestling. If we're keeping it real, David Reed sends in a super chat saying, "Bloodline story officially jumped the shark." Thank you so much to David. Uh, Gage, the collector, says this was the ending and the goat of this generation. One, he needs to beat Hogan's reign. Uh, thank you to Gage, the collector, for sending uh, in your thoughts as well. Uh, Athletic Mind sends in a super chat saying the only thing that can soften this blow of Cody losing is if they have them have a match tonight and have Cody win. But yeah. it would be bittersweet because he lost at Mania. They Why have to strike while Cody that? is still white hot ASAP. Nothing nothing is going to make it right right now. It's mm -hmm. not. I'm sorry. Winning tonight at Raw after Mania is no. That would be it's, awful. It's, no. I, I feel so bad. I feel bad because the moment passed and I feel like a lot of us maybe haven't accepted that there's no alternative, that mm -hmm. it's done. You know what I feel bad about? <laughs> uh, I just want to stress this a little bit. Um, that I know we've come in here kind of reactionary because of the ending to wrestlemania overall i still enjoyed wrestlemania greatly i think night yeah. one is an all-timer i think night one's ending is an all-time great ending um and i think that you know the three-way for the intercontinental championship is one of my favorite wrestlemania matches probably ever um that was and like charlotte and rhea now. was hot Yep, yeah, agreed. Mm -hmm. uh, Charlotte versus Rio was very, very good. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of great stuff that came out of this show. And I think that um, th we're just kind of in reactionary mode. And I think yeah. that I don't want people to get this impression that we just overall hated WrestleMania. I, that's mm -hmm. not how I feel at all. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I didn't overall hate it. I definitely do think that night two had the potential to be a better show when you look mm -hmm. at the card and look at the matches that were on that card. But I think it was some bungled booking decisions away from being a good show like night one was yeah and i don't even think that's just the cody finish i think there were other things that happened on night two that was just like oh i don't Couple know about head that scratchers in there for sure yeah nba mixed doc sends in a super chat saying the switchblade beats roman he would have champ he would have championship match wins over kenny okada and roman beating the ace of three different companies is a good story here's the thing <laughs> i just don't know if, uh, what I don't know if WWE will see it that way. I don't know. Like, the way we might see it may not be the way that WWE sees it. So it's hard for me yeah, to say that I, this is a possibility. I don't see them 
I don't see them deciding that Jay White is the guy when they just had Cody in their lap. You think that yeah, they, like, they 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 didn't see it in Cody, but they're going to see it in Jay White? No, nah, okay. yeah, exactly. Um, your boy Breezy says, did the demon feel corny to anyone else or just me? I'm it's a little good. bit biased here because I've been feeling corny about the demon for a while. No, after when, the whole Roman when thing. they went into uh, on the broadcast on TV when they went into the slow motion things when he had those things, I was like, this is ooh, oh, ultra corny. <laughs> Honestly, I I. It hit me during the match that I'm like, both these guys are in their 40s. Yeah. And uh, it shows. Uh, it shows. Oh, no. But also, somehow, the older one was a little bit cooler here. That's crazy. Yeah. It looked way cooler than Finn. I, uh, I mean, WWE marketing couldn't help themselves with the the brood edge stuff like yeah, that was yeah. silly they didn't have to call that brood edge they didn't no. have to call that anything it could have just been edge coming out uh and I thought he looked it, really cool though when he, he looked yeah out, i like, think the, and, like the, the everything that the he had mask, I looked really good yeah, yeah. the mirror mask was yeah. super dope uh but yeah I don't. I've I don't been saying think... this about Finn. I've been saying this about Finn for a long time. And there's another one with Roman. Well, look what they did to the demon the last time we saw Ooh. him. He's out there doing I don't know what the hell and then the rope that. being yeah. cut yeah. and then falling. I oh, literally shoot. was talking about this. Like they they ruined the demon. They ruined and I'm not gonna say they ruined Finn Balor, but they made him look very very corny for like I, the longest yeah, time. I, that, that's what I was about to say. I, I think that him looking corny last night is a bright byproduct of. The Damian gimmick having no mystique anymore because right. of the Roman match from Extreme Rules. So, yeah, just no longer do the Damian gimmick. It's over. It's done. But shout out to Finn, though, because that cut was gnarly. Oh, yeah, was my gnarly. God. Wow. I finally saw it this morning. Whoa. And... Yeesh. I see why they were in the ring trying to work on him, and I, and I tweeted that, like, this is dumb that they're doing that. But, no, seeing that cut, I'm like, yo, they needed to be helping this man. That was crazy. Yeah. Magnum Waits sends in a super chat saying made the Cena Lesnar comparison in that it wouldn't have been Cody losing in the same way as it always been. Even bad ideas are better than none. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I just don't think the SummerSlam finish would have been good either. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Marchulli says NXT push cross beats Roman. No way. No way. That's crazy. Beating him at what? Like checkers? Like that's yeah. the only thing. That... <laughs> you talking crazy in here, Stephen. Oh man. Uh, Rishi Toronto sends in a super chat saying thanks for all the hard work this weekend. I marked out when Roman won too soon for Cody since his return last year. Rishi, I appreciate you sending in the super chat, but I have to completely disagree. Although I'm happy you. We're happy. A year um, build? Come on, dude. What? How are they too soon? I, I don't know. Mike T90K sends in a super chat saying, knowing WWE Hunter will open the open the Raw, open Raw, and tell everyone that Roman now is the guy. They always need a guy. I really yeah. hope the crowd has some amazing chance tonight during his segment. I hope so, too. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to be there, so I'm excited. Um, I Am Highlight sends in a super chat saying, at this point, Ava Rain should beat Roman. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, thank you so I much. I mean, she's Felix about to not Potter. have much of a faction. So that's. I saw oh, that. Yeah, right, right, just saw right. that. Mm -hmm. uh, Felix Rosado, thank you so much for the super chat here. Appreciate that. Uh, Gage, the collector, sends this one insane. Roman has to. Roman has to have both belts. It fits his gimmick. No disrespect, but people no. just don't get it. Having belts put him on the God mode level. It's it's him at the top, <laughs> and then there's everyone else. Phil, I feel you want to take this one. What about his character says that he needs both belts? Yeah, what about his character has benefited from having both belts? 
I, I don't understand that argument. I just think people are making that argument because they don't they they don't see an out to this. Like I just I, having both belts just does not it does not do anything for this angle other than tell you that Roman is his guy and they don't want anybody else to be the guy. It's clear. I and think saying fine, but, I think saying has to have the belt is where it goes crazy because that's what, why I'm like, what do you what, mean he has having to have no, the belt? <laughs> it's already been accomplished. What giving the belts is going to do for him? Like he already did what he needed to do. Like he's gonna he's not gonna lose the belt and not be in God mode. Still, he's still gonna do it. And we want to see how he functions as not the champion in this current gimmick, but we never will. <laughs> Uh, Donna Zard 88 sends in a super chat saying absolute BS. Cody was their next face of WWE and they ruined it for fancy to statistic for Roman that no one cares about. Van Twinblade sends in a super chat saying Effie over WWE. We don't need that fed. We got daddy. Uh, I love Effie, by the way. He's a really good, uh, really good person. Um, okay. And uh, oh my gosh, guys. Uh, Michael Brown sends in a super chat saying, how do you guys feel Logan versus uh, how do you guys feel Paul Logan? Wait. How do you guys feel, Paul? Paul? Sorry, say that again. I think he just meant Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Logan Paul versus Roman? Uh, I, I mean, I like what they did at SummerSlam. Yeah, that was good. Are you saying Logan? What was that? That was Crown Jewel. No, please no. Yeah, they did that at Crown Jewel, and we saw it, and it's it's over. That he. And Roman needed the interference for that. He needed fucking interference to beat Logan Paul. All right, and this is the last super chat here that we need to get to, and this is Magnum Way who says, Night one was fantastic, best I've seen since I come back to wrestling. Loved Gunther's match. I was actually hoping Cody got the moment. Dragunov had against Gunther at TakeOver 36. Glad Rhea won. Thank you so much, Magnum Way, for sending in all of your thoughts on this one. Um, With that being said, um, really quick closing remarks, match of the night, moments of the nights that you guys are most taking with you, either from night one or night two. Um, We do have a super chat from Hollywood, guys, so I'll let you guys think on that for a second but hollywood guy says i'm glad that sammy and kevin owens won the tag bouts i think this feels like a cody and solo story do you guys feel is this the mcmahon decision or triple h um this actually based on triple h's answer last night kind of felt like a joint decision yeah totally i agree yeah. um, so will i think this- I think, it was a, I think it was a Vince decision, by the way. That's mm. uh, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say this feels like a Vince decision, and it feels like Triple H is trying his best to like smooth it. But yeah, uh, just the it, way that this story has started, and again, it just feels like a. Uh, it feels like always a Vince stop start push. That's what right. it feels like. You know what Hunter's answer last night felt like? Um, oh, like rem- he was trying to find a direction. Yeah. Well, more so. Remember when Charlotte lost the nxt women's title yes and and, said it was gonna mean something down the line or something like right. that and and it became cl- very clear that it was just like vince was like take that belt off of her but don't make her lose and, and it's like okay well i gotta find a way to spin this because i'm the one who has to talk to the pr- public about this stuff right and yep. i feel like this was that again of like roman wins you figure out a way to get there and you figure out a way to answer to the people Terrible. I don't even. I think you're giving him a little bit too much credit for that. I think he's just like, nope, Roman's winning. You figure out a way to get there. He doesn't care about what you tell the media because he doesn't. He never talked to the media. He doesn't. I know. He doesn't talk to. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's Hunter. That's your problem. You talk Deal to him. with it. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell based on his answer where he was kind of, you know, finding ways to answer the question, you know, so it it was a pretty interesting one, which, by the way, you can watch all of the clips here on this channel. They're up there. Watch them here. Um, All right. So. 
Will, we'll start with you in terms of your biggest moments. Uh, what would you consider your favorite moments uh, from night one, night two, best match, all of that? Okay, from night out. two? Uh, it's up to you, everyone, just night okay. two or both nights. Best moment from night two. Uh, uh, see, I was all thinking about night one. Night two's best moment? Uh, I don't have any moments coming out of night two. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess I felt like... Roman's entrance was really cool. Um, I thought that the uh, the piano Pianist. symphony, all of that, yeah, the pianist, it was all really cool, and it was a really good uh, take on his entrance and uh, a nice way to put some finality on the rain, which didn't mm -hmm. happen. Um, and the match, triple threat, easy. Uh, that was the best match of the weekend. Mm -hmm. I think that that is going to be really hard to top it was everything you could want out of a professional wrestling match it was hard hitting it was action-packed um i feel like sheamus is really coming to his own as a popular babyface, and he really got to show out here we kind of started to see some shades of maybe turning drew and then gunther got to prove that he's the smartest wrestler in the world i right. uh i liked all of that it's great stuff phil thoughts I, I think the best moment probably was Bianca's entrance. I think her entrance was really great. That was amazing. Um, I think the best match was far and away the triple threat match. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Reg? Um, I didn't like nothing from night two. The triple threat <laughs> match was okay. The best moment of this whole, uh, the best moment of this whole weekend as someone who has been called, uh, granted myself many times, PWG young boy, seeing these two guys that I watched wrestle not very far away in Reseda in a sweaty, sweaty, sweaty place, main event this show, and they came out with PWG logos and Super Dragon mask logos on their tights. That's like a huge moment as someone who watched, who's watched those guys for close to 20 years now in we Los Angeles do that, and then for them to have that moment in front of 80,000 people is like – this is crazy. We were just talking about this that Denise and Reg were probably at shows together at some Definitely. point and didn't even know. And we probably didn't even ago. know. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even know. Who would have yeah. thought? What a right. small world. Um, mm -hmm. so also, um, so for me, I mean, for night one, it was definitely, I, I would say, like, there were so many good moments for night one. You know, Rhea's, Rhea, Whip, Rhea, Whip, Whipley, Rhea Ripley winning, <laughs> and uh, her match with Charlotte was phenomenal. Obviously, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens getting their win was phenomenal. And mm -hmm. then Rey Mysterio's entrance, great, magical, all of the moments. And then for night two, really, to me, I feel like my favorite match and my favorite moment intertwined, and that was everything surrounding that triple threat. I would have to say that those two things kind of intertwined for me in my answer. Um, but guys, man, uh, so thank you so much for doing this show with me. Uh, because I was so happy that I was able to get all of you guys on here and do this uh, crossover show. And I think it I think it went really, really well. We got some great conversation about not just WrestleMania, but also WB, uh, Endeavor, UFC, the whole deal. Um, if you guys missed that, you can rewind to the beginning to watch that. Also, Please, guys, I have uploaded about 43 new videos up on this Ooh. channel in the last three days. So you're talking interviews with tons of WWE talent, including Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Um, also, Shawn Michaels' media scrum from the NXT Stand and Deliver show. Um, watch that because I think that you guys will um, I think you guys will really like listening to Shawn talk about uh, talk about this stuff. He's a really funny guy, and you see it in those videos. Um, also, both nights of the media scrums, they're up there but not only did i put the 
um, each person's media scrum. I also clipped out some of the must-see moments for those of you who just want to watch a quick short video. Those options are also available to you there. I also cut um, some of the highlights and clips from the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor presser. I wasn't able to get all of them because the room was really hot and it kept overheating my camera. So I put all of the best clips that I possibly could up on the channel and you guys can also check those out. So please check out those videos. Give them some love because that is how I make my money back for WrestleMania. Make sure to subscribe because this channel is so close to 100,000 subscribers. Literally, we're just super close. But guys, um, please let the people know where they can find you. Uh, Phil, we'll kick it off with you. Uh, you can find me on Saturday at noon um, on Fightful's YouTube channel, Rhapsody, with these two gentlemen. Um, you can follow me at PhilDL616, and you can find my writing at Bleach Report. And uh, Reg. Uh, you can also find me every Saturday morning, Grapsity Podcast, Fightful. We also have Ask Grapsity. You can also find me on the Ring of Honor post show on the Fightful main channel. That's in conjunction with the Impact post show. Uh, I'll be writing articles for PWI, and I have a new music video coming out very soon. So uh, shout out to that. Awesome. And Will. Uh, well, as these other two gentlemen have mentioned every <laughs> saturday noon eastern 9 a.m pacific youtube.com slash fightful is where you can find grapsity that's where the three of us do our thing if you liked us today um we are so much more off the wall on Fact. that show and <laughs> if you want us behind a paywall where there's no restrictions whatsoever uh ask grapsity airs every other thursday uh, and that's on FightfulSelect.com. I also host a show called Day After Dynamite on Fightful, um, where I talk with various people around the wrestling media space about AEW Dynamite and news surrounding AEW. And of course, I'm also on this channel right here every Sunday. And that's on After the Week with this young lady, Denise Salcedo. We talk and count down our top three things of the week and discuss our worst. It's a great time every week. All right, you guys know where to find me at underscore Denise Salcedo on all the social media apps and then youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Please do not forget to subscribe. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned in and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone.